the truth in sports talk streaming. When you want unbiased opinions about your favorite team without the spin, all you have to do is find The Monty Show, streaming live and available 24 hours a day, seven days a week on YouTube. And now, here's Monty. Hey, yo, man, how the heck are you? It is absolutely a Monday. Jake is currently cracked out on candy. You feel like he, before the show, he turbo pounded like a hundred. He, uh, he turbo pounded. Excuse me, turbo pounded? Turbo pounded. Like a hundred Hershey's kisses and a couple of Starbursts. I'm so fat. He's ready to go. As are you a new bombshell rumor out of the Pac-12 TV situation. And Jake is very excited about it. Um, I think is the right way to say it. Here on the Monty Show presented by The Advocates, theadvocates.com. The best injury attorneys in the business, as always, can be found at The Advocates, theadvocates.com, where you never go into your pocket to pay the advocates. No consultation fees, no big retainers. You don't pay the advocates until they win your case at theadvocates.com. Let's talk Pac-12. Wait, let me get the graphic. As the Pac-12 turns, and today, (laughs) thank you, and today it is about the New York Post and this bombshell story uh, that says Washington, or excuse me, Colorado, as the Pac-12 turns, uh, and it's bombshell reporting out of the New York Post, it says Colorado could be the first team to jump to the Big 12, and this is... This is pretty shocking. We've heard all about Arizona and Arizona State. We've heard all about all these teams that are talking uh, to the Big 12. And interestingly enough, right here on the Monty Show, we've exclusively reported that Colorado is one of the teams heavily linked and who has had extensive talks with the Big 12. So, Jake, it feels like this is a this is a pretty spot-on report out of the New York Post. Yeah, I think that there's a lot of reasons to like Colorado if you're the Big 12, but I also think that if you're Colorado, there's a lot of reasons to like uh, the, the, the Big 12 as well. I think that the Big 12 is, is obviously a, a conference full of opportunity right now, and I think, you know, the one thing you can't get away from with Colorado, uh, well, I guess two things, really. Number one is that they haven't been good, so they're not a super relevant program, but obviously, you know, prime and the opportunity. Prime hasn't won a game yet. Prime hasn't done anything as a P1 or a D1 P5 head coach yet. We can all agree on that universally. He just hasn't. But I think if you're Prime and you're Brett Yormark, you're looking at this and you're saying, okay, you know, I'm Brett Yormark. I'm innovative. I am looking to 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 get to the the cutting edge of what we can do from a monetary standpoint at the conference level to benefit our schools. Um, and I think that Deion Sanders looks at that and says, hey, yeah, like I do want to be part of a all Big 12 scouting combine at Jerry World. Uh, you know, I do want to have opportunities to 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 help the conference with, you know, video content and marketing and, and all those things that Dion likes to do. But but at the end of the at the end of the day, I think that Colorado and, and maybe Dion himself, I'm not sure, but maybe even Dion himself looks at this situation and says, yeah, I don't really love where our conference is headed right now, and I want to get to a place that's a little more secure. And by the way, if you are the Big 12, a lot of people have said, well, they added BYU, so they have you know, the mountain time zone. They've, they've got what they need there. But 
while that may be true, I'm here to say it never hurts to add another one. It never hurts to add more value to your conference. And so to me, when, when I saw this come out, I thought it made perfect sense. I feel like it's a, it's it, it, maybe match made in heaven's a little strong, but I think that, that at a minimum, you know, Brett Yormark and Deion Sanders are like-minded individuals. They're both aggressive. They both like to tell their story. They both like to do things that nobody else is doing. So if you team those two guys up, I would think that a lot of good things would happen. So for me, when I saw this, I felt like, hey, this is this is a home run. And and if it does indeed come to fruition, I don't think you, you could do much worse at this time. And by the way, I also think Colorado doesn't have a whole hell of a lot to lose by going to the Big 12. It's not like Colorado, once again, has been winning the Pac-12 or has been relevant in the college football playoff or or even not that they're a bad educational institution, but isn't necessarily regarded as, you know, an all-world, you know, just the best we've ever seen educational institution to a point where they wouldn't want to be in the Big 12. So that's why I say... Again, if Utah doesn't want to go to the Big 12, Colorado's happy to jump on that ship. And I think th that's why I say this just isn't all that surprising when you start to look around at all the different factors. For me, I think it I think it absolutely makes perfect sense. I think it's shocking. I think when you look at the way that Deion Sanders has come into Boulder and you look at the way that the excitement has built day after day, week after week, and now that they're in spring practice and you see the way that everybody's talking about the way Dion is running spring practice and you see all of this, I really don't know that timing could be any worse here. Like, it, that's the thing that stands out to me yeah. about this report in the, in the New York Post is I just think it's terrible timing. It felt like the CW news and the NBC Universal news kind of brought some calm waters. Like, okay, there's light at the end of the tunnel. And now the New York Post of all places is saying that Colorado could be the the at the first school to jump from the Pac-12. And it just erupts all of this this controversy and this talk again. Mm -hmm. And it and it just brings I, I you know what the hard part for me is? I think it brings us back to this place with the Pac-12 where now we're wondering, what's the issue? When's it going to get done? Why hasn't it gotten done yet? You know. And it brings me back to the issue of, well, everybody says it's no big deal. They have all this time. Baloney. They don't have all this time. Um, what you have is a league and 10 members of that league who are all looking at each other with their hands in the air like, okay, well, if you're not going to answer my question, I'll go find answers somewhere else. This is a code and, and it is the lonely husband. Hey, listen, man, if the husband's lonely, he's going to find companionship somewhere. And Dion, I'm telling you, is out trolling the strip in the Big 12. That's what it feels like. Right. It was probably a little too graphic. But my point is, my point is, you understand what I'm saying? Like, this feels like this feels real to me. Well, timing wise, I think the, the timing portion is, is your best point, I think. I mean, you know, having this come out. You know, again, to your point, during, you know, spring practice, you know, again, prime prime's first year in the program, right? So it's not like this is his 10th season at Colorado. You know, it's your first time. It's your first spring practice. It's your first this, your first, like, it is It is the first for everything at Colorado. And That's I think, right. And I think when you get news That's that right. comes out about how, hey, like, you know, Colorado, you know, in the Big 12, and hey, there's interest there, and you know, like, so... Yeah, it isn't great timing. I will agree with that. But I think since we're on the topic of timing, I feel like timing in a sense, yeah, it's not great. But at the same time, 
there is no real timetable here. I mean, we've, we've been talking about the issue of time since last summer, dude. Like, we've been talking about, hey, it's going to get done at Thanksgiving, then Christmas, then New Year, then when your mom's ready, then when your dad's ready. Like, dude, like, we've been talking about timing issues with this situation for what seems like forever. A year. So, like, a year. Yeah, like, a year. And so, if I'm Dion, let, let's just surmise. And I'm not saying that this is the truth, but let's just surmise. Let's... Let's say that Dion said to himself, okay, yeah, I want to go out and get aggressive. I want to go out and have a conversation myself with Brett Yormark, and I want to see what the opportunity would be. I don't know if that happened, but let's say he did. What better time than now? What better time than, than as soon as possible to get on the same page with Brett Yormark if you are indeed interested in joining the conference? And that's the struggle. Yeah, it is spring practice. Yeah, you are trying to build a program here. Yeah, you are trying to do things. But at the same time, you can't just ignore the the conference and the lack of health that's exactly in the conference, right. dude. Like exactly right. And I think that's the easy narrative to play if you're the if you're the Pac-12. Hey, everything's fine here. Don't, hey, listen, don't pay attention to the the house that's on fire behind me. You look at <laughs> focus on me now, okay? Fo I'm the captain now. Focus on me, right? Like that's what this feels like. Yeah. Like the the Pac-12 is burning to the ground and everybody's like, no, no, it's fine. And it's not fine. And again, it, it doesn't matter almost which side you come down on. The truth of the matter is that Brett Yormark, I think the commissioner of the, the Big 12, I think Brett Yormark has spoken this into existence. I'm for real. Because it's hard if you're a Pac-12 team that has aspirations or a, a Pac-12 school that has aspirations of joining the Big 12, so let's even say the Arizonas, Colorado, and I don't know, Utah. They have aspirations, let's say. They've all, we know for, uh, almost for fact, they've all spoken to the Big 12. Yeah. You're sitting here in the Pac-12 with no money, and you're watching the Big 12 just going to town high on the hog. Yeah. Like, they're not eating pig's feet, dude. They're eating, like, the best of the best. Y'all feel me? And, and you're sitting here starving, and you feel like you're accomplishing absolutely nothing. But Brett Yormark is doing a Rucker Park deal. And Brett Yormark has Shaq DJing the Pac or the Big 12 basketball tournament. And you're just watching all of this stuff happen Gonzaga. again and again and again. And you're Gonzaga, and you're, you're contemplating your future, and you have an invitation to both the Big 12 and the Pac-12, which we've exclusively reported here on the show. How are you looking at the Pac-12 as more attractive than the Big 12? Um, and I'm here for it today. Honestly, all the truck stop conference jerks or, you know, all of the, you know, look, hey, look, you Big know. 12 football brought you by Flying J. Hey, I'm here for it, dude. But uh, honestly, tell me, how are you going to make the argument that the Pac-12 is more attractive than the Big 12? Because I just don't think you can do it. I, yeah. I truly do not. Yeah, and that's why I said, like, for, for a guy like Prime, who, like, let's not forget what Prime's done here. I mean, Prime had to go in to Colorado and get them to lower the academic standards so that he could recruit more guys into his program. And 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 so they have a good working relationship, that, that being Prime and, and the head honchos at Colorado. Clearly, they've got a good relationship here, mm -hmm. and clearly, like, they're talking. And I feel like... It just, I can't get away from this idea that it makes sense. Like, even, like, just take out all the video stuff and all the cool stuff Prime's doing. Like, just look at Prime as a as just an individual. 
Prime has always been that guy that's playing offense. He's always been the guy that wanted to be the enigma, the two-sport guy, the guy yeah. that was in your face, the guy that was better than you. Like, he's always been that guy. And so just on a baseline, before you even get to numbers and, 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 and leaving the conference or whatever, on a baseline, it just makes perfect sense because you just added this guy. He's doing things for you already. Do we all agree that Colorado has been, like this offseason for Colorado has been the biggest offseason they've had in a while? Just from like a Probably in my lifetime. I'm right? 50 years old. Uh, probably in my lifetime that I can remember this is the biggest offseason I can ever remember at Colorado. So when you're having ever. a huge offseason and you've got this conference stuff going on, I, it just make to me, yeah, it is bad timing. Yeah, this is a little surprising on one hand, but on another hand, it's not surprising to me at all, man. It makes sense. And I, And I guess the other question to be asked here is, would Colorado leaving the Pac-12 be a significant blow to the conference. And, and I'm, I'm telling you, I, I passionately believe it would. I think the excitement that Deion Sanders has brought to the conference, I think the fact that they're probably going to have full houses in Boulder this, this fall, um, I think the, the relevance of Colorado football. And if this were to happen, you'd be talking about a year and two months from now. So you go through this season with Colorado and then another spring football and then they're gone. And it just feels like this is a, a, a catastrophic move for the Pac-12. And I say that because I, I am of the belief that you can't lose a single team, a single school, excuse me. You can't lose a single school in the Pac-12 and expect to thrive right. on any level. Because again, if you go to the stories and you go to the talking points that we've had, on this conference, our sources have told us that San Diego State is is essentially just on the clock. They're in the Pac-12. Come on, let's go, Schlepprock. They're just waiting for a TV deal, and then they're going to be in. So let's say you replace Colorado with San Diego State. Okay, I would think that that's like for like. Boulder Market says, okay, fine. But now you're back at 10, so now what happens when Arizona leaves? Because if one leaves, this is the domino effect. I think if Colorado jumps, other schools will follow them. That's it, Skippy. I, I, once they see that the doors open, I, I don't see any way that you prevent other institutions from joining Colorado in the Big 12 because the money and the allure is too much, especially if, if, if Brett Yormark is, is really delivering the value per school that we're hearing about, these Rucker Park deals. What is Deion Sanders like standing center court at Rucker Park? Dude. Like, I, think about that. Think about the pull of being around a guy like that. If you're a basketball player, I think you still want to be around Deion Sanders. Please. Like, I, I think that matters. I think Deion Sanders is, is a magnet. So when we talk about would Colorado be a loss for the Pac-12, I think it absolutely. A year ago, probably not. Now, yeah, I absolutely think it's a loss for the conference. Yeah, I mean, and, and I think the other thing when you compare Colorado to San Diego State is San Diego State doesn't have prime. Like, well, I mean, you can you, you can say whatever you want about Colorado, but the reality is, like, whether it's Jackson State or Colorado, Prime has always been a magnetic guy. And, and that's why I say, like, again, we can't go too far with it. He hasn't won a game. He hasn't done anything in the conference yet. But but I think he's already having an impact from marketing to, you know, revenue opportunities. Like, he's, yeah. he's having that impact. And so... So that's why I say, like, you're totally right. If if Colorado jumps ship, now, now, okay, now it's up to Arizona. Hey, Arizona, you going to go? And if Arizona goes, you know Arizona State's going. 
And if Arizona State's going, uh, you know, who's to say that uh, that Utah doesn't have a change of heart? Because because the other thing that goes on here is once schools start leaving, then it's like, okay, well, hey, Colorado just left. Are we really not going to go and check if the pasture's greener on the other side of the fence? Are we really oh, not going to go? The emotions change. Yeah. When you see one of your brethren bail, your emotions change. I don't think there's any doubt about that. I, I it, everybody is a is a verbal tough guy until they're forced to uh, to move off their spot yes, until yes, they're yes. made really uncomfortable. Losing another Pac-12 school would make the other remaining nine very uncomfortable. And I think that you would see. I truly, I'm see. I'm with you. I think Arizona wants to go. Yeah. I, I no the landscape, Dude. the comments. Again, I, I and it's easy for us here on the Monty Show to to just put the put their own words up on the screen. Like you, you look at what Robin said about you know knowing the Big 12's number. Look at this quote. This is from President Robbins at, at Arizona. I know what the Big 12 number is. I just need to hear what the Pac-12 number is. Then I can make a decision. Yes, yes, yes. And he's talked about also Dennis Dodd, CBS Sports, quoting President Robbins at Arizona, painted a nuanced picture for Arizona, citing the school's proximity to the Big 12 footprint and that league's powerhouse basketball brand as the basis for, quote, some affinities. All gas, no break. Right? Like... President Robbins, I think if he had his druthers, would be in the Big 12 today. Yeah. That's what those kind of quotes make you feel like. So I, I, I don't have any doubt that if this New York Post story is true, and really it's New York Post one-liner is true, yeah, that Colorado could very well be the first team to jump. Dude, I, I don't think there's any question in my mind that we're talking about weeks here. We're not talking about months. And... And again, if you're just tuning into the show and, and you know, if, if you're new here, I, I, I will just tell you what we've talked about for months on end. Our sources at ESPN have told us they're not willing to go any, any more than $90 million a year. And this was about three weeks ago. We're not willing to go any more than $90 million a year. And what that means is $9 million per school on linear TV and then the, the Pac-12 would have to go and find a streaming partner. And the answer to that was, hey, we're going to talk to NBC Universal, who we've exclusive, exclusively reported on the show. NBC Universal would use USA Network as the home for Pac-12 athletics, football, and basketball. You know, And they would use the Peacock streaming app and the Peacock streaming platform as a streaming platform. But that would only get them... Um, probably 17 to $20 million per school per year. It's not nearly enough. Right. And the question is, does the relationship with NBC, knowing that you would only have a game or two for the entire season on the big NBC network, because don't forget they have NASCAR. Don't forget they've got, you know, all kinds of Big Ten programming coming up in the, in the next deal. They've got Notre Dame that they're trying to renew on a larger deal. Okay, so maybe NBC Universal is not the best option. Last week we heard, hey, the CW um, is interested. And we were, we were telling you, hey, the problem with the CW is they do not have owned and operated stations all throughout the footprint of the Pac-12. And, and we showed you this, this map um, of the CW owned and operated stations because that's what this is. 
And you'll notice it in Arizona and in Washington, there are no dots. Now, that does not mean that there are not uh, CW television stations there. But what that means is the CW does not control the programming on those stations. And this is very much akin to Live Golf. And what do we know about Live Golf on the CW? A large, large number, including major markets, have said we're not going to carry Live Golf. We don't want to air their programming. So they did this great deal with the CW and Live Golf's not on but a quarter of the stations on the CW network. Yeah. So you start to understand that, okay, well, we control the own, own, owned and operated. Well, that's all well and good until the CW cuts people's heads off and refuses to air Live Golf. Okay, so now, are you telling me, and I'll put this map back up, look at Chicago, right? Because you know you have WGN TV in Chicago. Do you really think Oregon State and Washington is a game that WGN Chicago is interested in? I I can't believe they would be interested in that game. I cannot believe that that would happen. Is that a real question? I can't believe that New York, New Jersey, I can't believe the Carolinas, I can't believe that you know, the Ohio's, the Indiana's, the Pennsylvania's, the upstate New York's are interested in that programming. Yeah. I can't believe that the CW in New Orleans is going to air Oregon State and Stanford football um, on a Saturday afternoon. Like, I have a hard time with that. So we've talked about the limitations of that deal. Our sources have said repeatedly that Pac-12 presidents including, because we've talked to people in a lot of places, including at the top of the food chain at Utah, who told us ESPN's really got to be involved for this to be the deal we need it to be. Yeah, ESPN and the Pac-12 have a fractured relationship at this point, have not spoken in weeks, and currently do not have a deal on the table. And that's where the Pac-12 is. So a report out of the New York Post that has Deion Sanders and the Colorado Buffaloes and the University of Colorado going back to the Big 12 really is not that surprising. Yeah. That, that's just kind of, uh, I, I think, the, the, the entirety of where the, the Pac-12 TV deal is right now. And then again, you have this situation in the Big 12 where I truly believe, I truly believe that Brett Yormark does not have to do a thing. He, he has to do nothing yeah. because he knows he's likely to get Gonzaga. I think no matter what the TV de- deal is, he's likely to get two schools from the Pac-12. Gonzaga. And he really has to do nothing because who else does he have on his side? Well, he's got ESPN. And my opinion is, is that ESPN would not bat an eye at the failure of the Pac-12. It is what it is. In fact, it, it, it would not. It, I think it's too strong to say that ESPN is working to collapse the Pac-12. I think that's too much. They are certainly at ESPN, in my opinion, not going out of their way to save the Pac-12. They lose the sleep over the Pac-12, bro. Because they own the football and basketball rights along with Fox and the Big 12. So what happens if the Pac-12 fails? Well, the majority of those schools are going to wind up in the Big 12. And they already have that landscape. Too bad. So the limited amount of programming that ESPN needs from the Pac-12 will be handed to them on a silver platter if the Pac-12 goes away. Yep. And I, I, I think that's the reality of the arrogance that has been the Pac-12 now for the better part of, of their existence. And it did not improve with Larry Scott leaving. 
Yeah. It did not. And I think that's why ESPN has been like, hey, take it or leave it, right? Like, Because ESPN knows Certainly. one way or the other, you guys are going to merge with the Big 12. At some point, you're either going to merge and survive or you're going to die and we're going to pick up the trash. I mean, yep. that, that's what it is. I agree. Oh, can I, can I finish? Please, yes. Can, can okay. I finish? Thank you. Can I finish? Uh, Bucked Up is the official energy drink of the Monty Show. So before we get to all your comments... Good to see everybody on the show today. Good to see all of your comments. Join me in cracking open the singularly best flavor of Bucked Up Energy, in my opinion. Some Miami. So take, good. Take a big gulp with me. Bucked Up Energy. Have you had it? You got to get it. It's in every Maverick store in Utah. So if you live in Utah, go get Miami. It's at every Maverick. Adventures first stop. Maverick. Uh, you can get it at Walmart. You can get it at any of the bucked up stores. But also, how about we give you some free samples? Because you know we like giving stuff away in the show. Three free samples and a free bucked up shaker. And folks, they are the best bucked up shaker. Now, you know I'm getting my colonoscopy on Thursday. So my regular big bucked up shaker, well, I'm using it for prep on Wednesday. Don't forget, we'll be off on Wednesday. Yeah. So that the evacuation of the lower half may happen. Yeah. Um. The bucked up shakers are phenomenal. Get a free one of any color combination you want. Three free samples. Please take my word for it and get the get the racked BCAs Rex. or the LFG pre-workout. They're awesome. It's all in the description below right here on our YouTube channel. If you're listening on podcasts, there's also a link below on there. Click the free samples link. They'll send them right to your door for free at Bucked Up Energy, the official energy partner of the Monty show. And I, I will always say the reason they're the best, it tastes good. It works better than it tastes. And I just love their brand. It's aggressive. They're hip. They're moving. They answer to their, their customers. I, I just love everything that Ryan Gardner and his brother and his family have built at Bucked Up Energy, a local Utah company, entrepreneurs to their core. Thanks. Go get the free samples in the link below. Let's get your thoughts in here. First one in today uh, is Marlon Shaw, who gives us $5. What a great way to generate pub for Colorado. Their name will be on every sports show if they make the jump first. Could be a brilliant move. That's what I'm saying, dude. Absolutely. You, you, they are 100% incentivized to do it. Yeah, I agree, Marlon. Good to see you. Zesty's Retroing Games. What do you see as the first domino and when? I maintain Arizona will be the first one to go. And if we're talking about real firsts, I think once this once this Pac-12 TV deal is announced, that truly could be the first domino. Because I also think that once that happens, you're going to see a bunch of things happen in reaction Gonzaga. to that. I think Gonzaga absolutely Gonzaga. could be one of the first ones to go. I think there's there's no question about that. And I think it is I think it is long before July. I think that July 1st is just a, a ripcord that people are using to to you know to kind of mitigate the damage of what has been an atrociously long period of nothingness. Um I, I honestly I think George Klyovkak has done nothing and has been able to do nothing and now from what <coughs> I understand is not authorized by the presidents of the Pac-12 to speak to the media. He has to get permission to do that. I mean, it's... It's brutal. And again, I tell you, we have asked... We have sent an email every week to the Big 12. 
asking for Brett Yormark to join us on the show. Today, we finally got a response. Brett Yormark is not speaking to the media at this time. So what does Very that tell you? Very simple response. What does that tell you, though? Because this is somebody who's done great work in the media. Why would you? Precisely. Why would you? There's no reason to do that. There is no reason for Brett Yormark to say two words because all he can do is go down from here because my guy's at the top, man. I'm t- the guy has been absolutely brilliant. Uh, MJ Bissett, if the pack is interested in linear TV exposure, why haven't Sinclair... Uh, stadium TV, name not in the rumor mill, because I think Sinclair has their cash spent in other places. And as a Chicago Cubs fan, I can tell you that um, Sinclair has their has a significant investment in those things. I also <laughs> think the, the Bally's TV and some of the, the financial drag that we have seen there and the massive amount of debt that is involved there, I think plays a significant role there. There's there's no question about that. Um, seems like a better fit with sports channel branding over the air and streaming built in. I, I think your best fit here is Amazon Prime Sports. Let's stop screwing around. In my opinion, and I'm happy, I'm happy to hear from you guys. In my opinion, the absolute best fit in this situation is ESPN and Amazon Prime Sports. Get it done. Mm-hmm. Get it done. The reason it hasn't been done, and again, this is just my opinion, the reason it's not been done is because we were told very early in this process, I think back in October, um, that ESPN does not view Amazon as a competitor. Right. They just do not. And they were not going to, I think what Brett Yormark tried to do with Amazon was to bring ESPN into a fight, into a battle, and he was not going to do it. And I think ESPN got very smart and said, oh, that's cool. That, that's great. And I think that right there is where the fracture with ESPN began. You mean George Klyovkov? Yes, I'm sorry. What yeah. did I say? Brett. Yeah, George Klyovkov wanted to go to Amazon and bring a competitor into the conversation. And ESPN wasn't willing to do it. Yeah. ESPN was like, hey, cool, dude. Good luck. Which is brilliant. I mean, this is that. I mean, isn't that the type of decision and type of mentality that ESPN or, or really that's made ESPN who they are today. I mean, you you look at everything from, I mean, hell, remember back in the day when the whole, hey, people are not reading the magazine anymore and ESPN's going to die and they're not going to survive. And then what did ESPN go ahead and do? They started ESPN Plus and now we're here today watching the Masters all last week on ESPN Plus because that's what we want. That's what we, that's what we crave. And that's why I say, like, if the Pac-12 was smart, they would do something way out of left field. Get crazy with it. Go all in on streaming and I think they would be heavily yeah. rewarded by the consumer. I think that there is no doubt, and again, this is just my opinion, but there is no doubt in my mind that when we look at the situation at ESPN, that ESPN's made a lot of mistakes in the space. Like yeah. the late assimilation to streaming was a huge mistake. There's just no question about that. Yeah, There's no doubt about that. And you yet understand that their billions allowed them to recover with an event like UFC over the weekend. Or, yeah. you, I mean, you look at the way that ESPN Plus and ESPN The App have exploded and the adoption of ESPN The App on just about everybody's phone and smart TV. Because I, I can tell you right now, I watched the Masters 
recap the other night on my phone through the ESPN app. We watched the Masters stream on TV, right? I, I mean, featured groups. <laughs> guys, it, 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 I think ESPN has reacted brilliantly. Clinton, uh, appreciate you uh, and the super chat. Uh, first time Clinton's ever given us a super chat. Says Sports Business Journal reporting that Pac-12 COO leaving for a communication agency. Um, yes, that is correct. Jamie is gone. Uh, leaving by the end of the week by Friday. Yes, which is insignificant. I, I don't, I'm not the guy that's like, oh my God. The pack is burning. I don't, I don't, that I think people take jobs. And I don't think this is an indication of, because what everybody will spin this into is, oh my God. It's over. It's not over. This is somebody taking a job. And it, it could it be that Jamie sees the end of the world? Because um, Jamie Zaninovich is somebody that's really well thought of, really sharp, really smart. Um, there's no reason that Jamie wouldn't be getting recruited. I mean, but this isn't all the ships going down. I'm jumping off now. Yeah. That's not what this is. That's not what it is at all. So I don't think it is. I don't think that's what this is at all. Patrick Boren, hello. The new Big 12 is reminding me of the old Alabama chant, roll tide roll. Mm -hmm. Well, you ain't wrong about that. Salty drunk, how the heck are you? I bet Ron McClure was gifted his membership. Ron, okay. Okay. Um, Ron McClure says, I think, and you guys believe, LOL. Okay, I don't know what that means. Two Masters says, Monty will be the first to uh, go number two on Wednesday. I will. <laughs> Bro, okay, so. <laughs> and minutes. I see all the colonoscopy stuff. I'm having a colonoscopy Thursday. You basically have to drink 56 ounces of laxatives the day before. And not only that, what are you doing Thursday morning at three? Why don't you come over to the crib and drink another 28 ounces of laxatives with me? I have to get up at 3 o'clock on Thursday. Four hours. I'm, my, my colonoscopy is at 7 o'clock on Thursday. Four hours before the colonoscopy, I have to drink another 28 ounces of laxatives. All right. Put a towel on the driver's seat. Okay? All right. Let's Good move talk. on. Good talk. Good times, right? Good times. That's the way the world works. Jim Choi, yup, a really smart deputy commissioner of the pack uh, from degrees from Stanford and Princeton. Yeah, very, very but smart. But I, I don't think you, I agree with you. I don't think you, we can, you can just jump to the conclusion as to why. I mean, I don't it, think it, so I, either. You know, that that her having degrees could easily be why she took the position. I mean, it, it or just, was yeah. attractive. Yeah, or was attractive or yeah. whatever. Like you know, like Keys, it just yeah. Uh, I just I, I just don't think that I'm willing to. I'm not willing to go that far. Yeah. You know, I, I just think that it is, yeah, I don't know. Thank you, Scott Rayner, for the uh, $10 tip. Appreciate that. Thank you very much. Um, let's see. Zesty gives us two more dollars. Do you see the Pac-12 surviving football season without a deal? Well, yeah, their money's in place. It, it, I think a lot of people have this belief in that, oh, my God, the Pac-12 is just one day we're going to turn on the TV and there will be no more Pac-12. It doesn't work that way. The Pac-12 is going to get paid through July of 2024. The question is, what happens after that date? That's what we're all talking about. So they have their standard TV deal, as it is now. So I, I, would, not, I would not worry. Like it, it just doesn't work that way. Yeah. And Scott, thanks for the $10 tip. Appreciate it. Marlon Shaw gives us five more. Jamie disassociating himself from the Klyovkov taint. That is smart by him. It is. 
I mean, I, if you're truly leaving because the conference is crashing, yeah, you're probably better off going now than later. But I, I just don't think that's what's going on, in my opinion. Uh, Jerry Davis says, if the Pac-10 is sinking ship, we think it could be. Could be Mountain West hold on to San Diego State and get Oregon State, Washington State, and maybe convince North Dakota State and Texas school. What? Okay. <laughs> I, I don't I don't know what that means. Like, that's all well and good. I, see, like, I think it's too far there. I mean, yeah. you, you just can't. Yeah. I mean, trying to go that far down the road is not going to get you anywhere. Renee Roca says six votes wouldn't be enough to change anything unless other universities agree with them. Okay, I don't disagree with that. Riley O'Brien says, hey, Monty. Hey, Monty. Greatest RV salesman in the country. Riley O'Brien, you need an RV or anything RV, make sure you hit up Riley. Uh, good to see you. Sebesta, what's up? Cal is a critical piece here. Some of their current P10 members rely on Cal for research partnership dollars. Totally agree. Uh, Don in Kansas. Uh, Christopher Shannon says, Don in Kansas, exactly. Don't want the uppityness to infect the Big 12. <laughs> so funny. I, you know, it is so funny. Uh, let's see. Jaron Eccles, a Cubs fan. God bless you and me. Uh, I think we should all come together and praise the holy Danny Ainge for getting rid of Rudy and turning that disaster <laughs> of a player into multiple uh, future championships. We'll talk about that coming up at uh, about 20 minutes. Um, look at you guys on the super chat. Appreciate everybody. Four ninety nine from nineteen eighty four national champions BYU Man, national champions. Like and in stuff, our member in know. our in our members only Instagram chat today. I kind of lost my patience for the BYU versus Utah. Like. Tanner Plummer, the super soaker, puts in the members-only Instagram chat today, which you can join, by the way. Hit the join button, and I'll put a link in the comments right now. For $9.99 a month, you get access into our Instagram members-only chat. Stay hard! Tanner puts in there today, well, hey, bro, look at the view uh, at BYU Baseball. Can't tell hey me Utah's got a view like that. Hey guys. Like, who cares? Who cares? I'm so over that. Mm -hmm. I hate the comparison stuff. Yeah. That absolutely drives me crazy, the comparison stuff. Um, let's see. Dusty827, Colorado can only leave if the PAC refuses grant of rights. Can't leave on their own. Certainly they can leave on their own. Yeah, they can. It, you, it, it's as simple as their contract is up. And you have no, like, respectfully, you don't understand grant of rights if, if you think that the that George Klyavkov is in control of grant of rights. He's not. He has no control over the yeah. grant of rights. The way... And again, I don't mind. I don't mind saying it. The way that the um, the way that the the uh, grant of rights works is very simple. George Klyavkov is working with an executive council, which is three presidents, led by President Kose, uh at Washington. Um, they are um, essentially working hand in hand. Klyavkov goes out, talks to whoever he wants to talk to. Gets the best TV deal he can get. Returns that TV deal um, that, let's say it's X, you know, ESPN and Amazon, and it's for this amount of money. That goes to the executive committee who's like, okay, this hey is guys. great. They kick it down to the other seven members. All seven of those members have to agree to it and sign their grant of rights. That's you not what we're about. You don't sign the grant of rights to the TV partner. You sign the grant of rights to the conference. And the deal for the uh, for TV and distribution is with the conference. It is not between Stanford and ESPN. Yeah, it's between ESPN and the Pac-12 conference. 
So it isn't as though Colorado's like, oh, yeah, I'm out. See you later. Well, the way that works is their grant of rights runs through July 1st of 2024. That's when it expires. And at that point, they're a free agent. So what are you seeing with USC and UCLA? Well, what they're, you're seeing is they're saying, okay, hey, we're leaving July 1st of 2024. See you guys later. So they can announce it whenever they want. They can't leave unless they pay their way out. They can't leave until July 1st, 2024. Yeah. That's when they can go. Same thing with, like, it's different for BYU, even though BYU was an independent, had a TV deal with the Big 12. Like, it's different for all of these, these schools based on their grant of rights. In the ACC, nobody's leaving because it's half a billion dollars penalty to get out of that grant of rights. So nobody's leaving. But when your grant of rights is expired, you, nobody's telling you where to go or what to do. You know. Uh, CJ Vance, what's up? He says, hey, hey guys, just renewed my BYU season tickets. Let's go. There you hey, go. Football season's coming, man. Gary says, let's merge already. Indeed. That's just merge. And, and again, I will tell you, ESPN and Fox asked, and not asked, strongly suggested, strongly suggested yes, yes, yes. that the Pac-12 and the Big 12 merge. And the Pac-12 said, no, thanks. We're not interested. Didn't even want to have conversations about it. Uh, Scott Rayner gives us two more dollars. Brett Yormark announced working on Big 12 Mexico. Okay. I mean, that would be awesome. <laughs> that would be all oh, the fun. Just take uh, a destination. Pull okay, it out, relax. Jake. Let's go. Uh, we get to New pull member. it out, bro. Here we go. Let's go. Everybody, welcome uh, Ruben Reyes to the membership. Ruben, we appreciate you. Way to go. You guys, membership is absolutely worth it. Uh, for $1.99 or $9.99, it's up to you. Uh, the $9.99 gets you into our uh, Instagram exclusive members only chat, uh, which is always lit. Um, and essentially, that, that's where we put all of our exclusive information, all of our sourcing on the NBA, on the Pac-12 deal, uh, it all goes in there first before we bring it to the show, before we bring it to Twitter. It all goes in that membership group first. Now, you do have to deal with Salty Drunk, um, who occasionally is angry because he still owes us Forex Gold. Okay, fuck you. How's that? He us now a keg of Forex Gold. And really, we're getting a multiple kegs. Yeah. You know, but other you know. than that, it's fine. It's fine, you know. Uh, let's see, Renee Roca says no to merger. Big 12 doesn't need the dopes running the pack to uh, match voting. I don't believe that it's a thing where Brett would lose control. Yeah. I mean, it, and at this point, why would the Big 12 agree to a merger? You, ju you wouldn't. You would simply welcome their members to your conference. Yep. Period, point blank. You know, I think that's, I really think that's the, I think that's the end of the road, in my opinion. Um, Zesty says, what happens in opinion, if nothing by July 4th, 2024, there are people, it will never get there because these other schools will have made decisions by July 1st, in my opinion, by July 1st of this year, you know, so it's never going to get there. Um, I mean, it's simply a matter of you don't, you, your games won't be on if, if nobody went anywhere. Their games wouldn't be on TV, um, but it's never going to get there. It, um, it, it, you're either going to get a new deal or teams are going to jump. Agreed. You know, uh, Tanner Plummer says, then the Pac-12 is officially screwed, Zesty. Yeah, I just don't think it'll get there. Jeff Watson, 
Uh, Brett Yormark waits for Oregon and Washington after taking one or two Pac-12 teams. Yeah. Yeah. out of here with that. Does Oregon and Washington feel like a fit in the Big 12? Because it doesn't to schools, me. Dude. They are Big Ten schools. Yeah, it doesn't feel like a fit to me. That, but that again, that's just my opinion. That's my opinion. It doesn't feel like a fit to me. Uh, everybody's a fit at TridayTrading.com. Make sure you get there. Check out their $10 30-day membership. If you woke up today and you said, damn, it's Monday. <sighs> Jerry's such a jerk of a boss. I hate going to work. I hate doing work. Even if you work at home. You know when you work remotely and you hate your job? That's the worst. Because then all you do is sit on the TV and eat food and get fired, right? So you're fat and you're jobless. Don't do that. Work for yourself. Get the education you need to thrive. That's why you go to trydaytrading.com. They're going to turn you into a prolific day trader. And there has never been a better market for day trading than exists right now. That's why it's a revolution. And the deal at trydaytrading.com, $10 for a 30-day membership is phenomenal. You're going to get one-on-one coaching from uh, trydaytrading.com. And the thing that's the, the best part about it is you get your own professional day trading coach who's going to teach you how to use TridayTrading.com's proprietary leading indicators. And then upon your graduation from the program, they're going to give you up to $100,000 of their money to trade. You don't, you don't use your money to make your first day trades. No, no, friends. You trade with TridayTrading.com's money, and when you make money, they give you 80% of the profit. So again, I just ask you, what do you have to lose? Coast to coast, north to south, east to west in the great United States of America, get to TridayTrading.com, select the $10 30-day membership. It's a charitable donation. The $10 is given to a charity. That's a tax write-off for you. It's your education. That's a tax write-off for you. You really have nothing to lose. And if in 30 days it's not for you, walk away. It was a $10 charity donation that you're going to write off on your taxes anyway. Trydaytrading.com. Make sure you select the Monty Show in the drop-down menu. All right, football at 50 coming up here in about uh, seven minutes. Uh, Cam Harrison gives us a $2 tip. Good afternoon, guys. Shout out to Mo Bamba. What's up, Cam? Good to see you, Shout my guy. It's been a while. Uh, Tanner says, sorry, Cam, Jake doesn't play the Mobamba drop anymore. Shout the Mobamba. Shout the Mobamba. Shout the Mobamba. But wait, you don't play that drop anymore. Shout the Mobamba. What are you talking about? Uh, MJ Bissett <laughs> says, I don't think I don't think you have a full merger. Big 12 doesn't want uh, the less desirable teams in the pack. I don't think there are less desirable teams. And I think we're past a full merger now. Yeah. I don't think I, Brett has no reason. The con, Big 12 has no reason to fully merge with the Pac-12. Yeah, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Absolutely. Um, let's see. Uh, w. Jason Spangler. Rock chalks up, y'all. What's up, Spangler? Hey, good y'all. to see you. Jeff Johnson says, hey, yo, man, how the heck are you guys? Pretty good, Geoff. Good to see you. Uh, Tom says, we are still seeing lower highs and uh, lower lows. The candles are bright red. Pay me $10. Okay. I'm Mr. Look, fucking Vernal Equinox. Look, Tom. I mean, you know, Absolutely. Uh, Cam, Cam Harrison says, thanks, Jake. You're welcome. <laughs> you know, yeah. Uh, Cyclone Steve says, Cal is a less desirable school. Is it really, though? I think it depends who you are. I, I mean, mean you know. just on academics alone, isn't Cal super valuable to a conference that struggles 
comparatively speaking, struggles academically yeah. to its main competitors. I don't think that they are. I really don't think that they are in any way, shape, or form. I really don't think they are. Uh, Driggs Walker says, what are you guys' thoughts on the Jazz NBA draft? 12 minutes from now, we will Stay tell here. you. Stay here. We have a lot on the Jazz today. Yeah, I'll tell you, I, there's one, there is one player I want the Jazz to draft. Depending on where they end up, will he be there, will he not? But man, there's one guy that, I have no life. I've got to get a life. Honestly, we spend way too much time on this. David Sebasta says, it's cherry pick time. Grab the bigger markets and the rest can screw off in a G5. Hey, you start talking shit. The rest can screw off in a G5. Sebasta keeping it real. I keeps it real. Yeah. Love it. Absolutely love it. Uh, Spangler says, I'd take Cal in the Big 12. So would I. Absolutely. Uh, Riley O'Brien says, I often listen to shows from this time a year ago. To think this has tripled in audience size and is only getting started is phenomenal. The Monty Show is elite. Thank you. Riley O'Brien, we appreciate that very much. Uh, Renee Roca says, Cal with Midnight Aaron Rodgers. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, we could be talking Dude, about a darkness retreat. You're and, Aaron fucking Rodgers? Yeah, we could be doing a darkness retreat at the, the, the whatever you know, truck stop in the Big 12 country. Having fun is the name of the game. I, I still maintain truck stop conference <laughs> is this great insult because no matter where you are, there are truck stops. Yeah. <laughs> so explain to me again how the Pac-12 is not a truck stop conference. Yeah, you're telling me there's no flying Jays by Stanford? What does that mean? There are truck stops in Los Angeles. Uh, what? Hello? Are, are you serious? Dale Donuts, gents, I have to get going, but just wanted to thank you for the awesome show. Thank you, Dale Donuts. Yeah, dude, have a good day. Thanks for being here. Appreciate it. Alpha Kenny guy, is Utah getting an NHL team? Hopefully, hopefully. I don't know. Are the Jazz gonna Are the Jazz gonna work on uh, their image with corporate sponsors? Are that they would, gonna? That would help. You know, that would help. Jet Wayman, the tile king of Utah. Seriously, if you need tile work done, you should probably call Jet. Uh, I, I think the Jazz get lucky at a top four pick. Well, I'll give you a name coming up here in about 15 minutes who you should who you should want to target there. Jeremy Severe, any, uh, Anthony Black seems like the favorite uh, to be the pick for the Jazz in most outlets. Could be. Could be. Jeff Watson, who is the number three school in the pack behind you, you Oregon and Washington? Who has the most influence? Well, I would tell you that Oregon doesn't have much influence at all right now because they have an interim president. Uh, I don't think there is any doubt in anybody's mind. Washington kind of runs the world right now. Um, if I had to say number two, probably Michael Crow at Arizona. Carries quite a bit of water in this town. Uh, I would think... If I had to say number... Michael Crow is Arizona State. Yeah, Arizona State. Yeah. Um, I mean, it depends on what you think Oregon is. They're... they're they're in that conversation. But when you don't have a real president, you don't have the person. I would think number three would probably be Utah number, because they just win. Uh, number four would be Arizona. Number five would probably be Stanford. Number six would probably be Oregon State or Washington State, and then Washington State or Oregon State. And I think at the bottom of that list is Colorado. I mean, they can roll if they want to roll. I just, <coughs> I just don't think they have much say on what happens in the conference. Yeah. I mean, it truly is, in my opinion, 
I think it's President Kasse at Washington, and she has an enormous amount of influence in this conference. Yeah. I mean, an enormous amount of influence in the conference. It, it, it is, we talk to people all the time that tell us, you know, she pretty much cracks the whip on, on Klyovkov. Like, I don't even know that there's a number two at this point. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I would have to believe it's Michael Crow at Arizona State. But I think he's so heavily invested in what Arizona does. I mean, they're just two total opposites. Like, I think Arizona State basketball, even with Bobby Hurley, just has been such a mediocre mid-program. But yet, Arizona football is never has never been relevant. So you have, I mean, they're, they're equally important to each other. Because it's garbage. And I think they need to be in the same conference. I, I, I truly do. I yeah. think they need to be in the same conference. And I don't know. I, I think, but I also say the same thing about BYU and Utah. I mean, BYU and Utah make a much better existence in the same conference. But the difference is, is they're not together in the same conference already. They're just together geographically. And I, I would think agree for with that. so long, Utah and the Pac-12 flipped its nose at BYU that I would agree with that I I do personally believe that there is a little bit of pride in that conversation with Utah but but I think the the thing for Utah is education and academics over anything yeah I I really uh hmm, man that's an interesting question Watson I think that's a really interesting question because I I I still maintain I, I Washington and then everybody else yeah you know but I think Michael Crow has more of a voice than most people give him credit for um, and I think because Arizona's a preeminent basketball program in the conference, President Robbins probably has a little bit of, of sway as well. But I, I have no doubt that President Robbins wants out. I, I really do. Uh, Taylor Smith says, where's the BYU truck stop? Tooele! That's Bravo. where it is. I mean, they're all over the place. <laughs> it's such a dumb insult. <laughs> like, it's just such a dumb insult. That's the thing I don't understand. I just think it's funny. It's so stupid. Like, you drive anywhere in the state of Utah, there are truck stops. Hey, douche, you got to go to a truck stop to get gas. All right, a couple more, and then we got to get to football. 50, uh, Salty Trunk says, thunder up. Yeah, mm-hmm. Don't. Notice what he changed his picture to? Yeah, Rudy Gobert. <laughs> the worst contract in the history of the NBA. Uh, Cougar Tail. Maverick is the truck stop for BYU. Love me some Maverick in Miami. Let's go, Cougar Tail. Let's Let's go. go. I love that. Yeah, how about that? Uh, Bucked Up Energy now is available at every uh, Utah location. And, yes, even though when I was there uh, the other day in uh, West Valley over here, sold out. Every every Maverick we went to sold out of Miami. Telling you, man, we do – we do real damage. Go and get it. We do real damage. So, yeah, if you uh, if you have the means, make sure you do it. Football 50, 10 of the hour, every hour. On the Monty Show, we bring you the biggest stories in football presented by our good friends at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Again, man, had it over the weekend. Traditional crust. And you're, there's a lot of new people here. Barbecue sauce or red sauce on your pizza. And do not slander my pizza if you've never tried barbecue sauce. Yeah. Because I'm telling you, traditional crust barbecue sauce at Papa Murphy's, use the herb, herb mix, extra herb mix, and then put whatever you want on it. Except pepperoni. We don't do pepperoni ever on this show. So be better than that. Uh, we got to talk about this Dwayne Haskins story. Oh, boy. 
Did you guys hear about this? Dwayne Haskins, you know, died on the side of a freeway. And people are like, what kind of asshat is walking on the side of a freeway? Well, if you believe his lawyer, one that was being blackmailed and coerced and drugged, which is how he wound up on the side of the freeway yeah. without his expensive watch that they say was pilfered from him. The former Ohio State legend and mediocre NFL quarterback, Dwayne Haskins, was walking down the side of a freeway. And the reports we got were, uh, you know, he was drunk, wandered into traffic, got hit by a thump truck. So sorry. Well, now his attorney says that they went back and did more blood work and he had multiple variations of ketamine, which is a drug used by anesthesiologists to knock you out and is commonly used recreationally. Oh, and by those who like to kidnap and, you know, it's a common date rape drug. And it was in Dwayne Haskins' system. He was missing his expensive watch he was wearing that night. Do you buy this or was he just drunk? Was he using drugs and just found himself on the side of a freeway? No, I, I don't buy that he was just using drugs and was on the side of the freeway. And the only reason I don't buy it is is because you you understand just how jacked you have to be how high you would have to be oh my to god instinctually ignore the idea that you're on a five lane open freeway walking around like like just think about that for a second like even if you were doped to the moon i don't believe that somebody would just wander into traffic yeah, in that way me and either I think I think, you know, the other thing here is obviously Dwayne came into money, uh, came into fame, and even if he was an average-ass quarterback in the league, it doesn't change the fact that he got paid. And I think what people like to forget about when it comes to athletes, uh, John Morant, uh, Dwayne Haskins, uh, you know, the laundry list is forever long. These dudes don't always come from, hey, great family, private money, awesome neighborhood places. They don't. And when you all of a sudden get a check for however much he got when he signed, that changes your life, and yes, people it does. know that. So the idea that a quarterback who was young in the league got got allegedly, based oh, on what his lawyer. lawyer is saying, got you know mugged, drugged, you know, and sent out to pasture, doesn't. It's not that far fetched. But I think what it what it speaks to, and let's assume it's true. Let's assume that Dwayne Haskins was being blackmailed and drugged. It speaks to the vulnerability of naive, super wealthy athletes and this feeling of being bulletproof. Yeah. I think that's truly what this was. I think he felt like he was bulletproof and he wound up dead for it. And now his wife and his estate are suing. That's how this came out. Like I, this whole thing is going to get ugly. If you haven't read about it, go to profootballtalk.com and read about it. Yeah. It's a fascinating story. Fascinating. Not nearly as fascinating as the Joe Mixon story. Bro. Good God. Okay, so you know that Joe Mixon was cleared of a, a an incident where shots were fired at kids at his home? Cleared of that. Not cleared of menacing, misdemeanor menacing charges. Samarji P. Ryan, the former number two running back in Cincinnati, voiced uh, concern for Joe Mixon and cited it as one of the reasons he was leaving Cincinnati. And now charges have been refiled after they were dropped initially with the right to refile because new evidence has come to light about 
Joe Mixon menacing a woman with a gun. And essentially, it sounds like a brandishing situation, but... Dude, if you're Cincinnati, don't you don't you have to cut bait with this guy now? Okay, but here's my question. So I always go with the league. Again, is it on tape or is it not on tape? If it's on tape, yeah, you got to cut ties with them. It's over. If it's not on tape, you're good to go here. You're going to serve your suspension. You're good to well, go here, friend. Out. It's the NFL. You can beat women. You can brandish weapons. You can even have well, drugs in your trunk. You're, you're not still wrong. still going to play football. You're not wrong. I wish I could say you were wrong, but you're not wrong. Uh, I'm going to tell you about a pizza deal while you hit the like button right now. Look at this deal from our good friends at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Whether it's game day, movie night, or just a busy day, it's always time for Papa Murphy's. And now you can get any medium two-topping pizza for just $6.99. That's right. The whole family can get exactly what they want any day of the week for any occasion. Any toppings, any sauce, only $6.99. Now that's meaty yum. If only everything else in life was like our deal. Papa Murphy's, we make great pizza so you can make the pizza great. Order online today at papamurphys.com. See what he did there? Meaty yum. Right. Like it's yummy. It's meaty yum. Like he was it's, trying to combine medium and, and yum. Like, you know, yeah, it who all doesn't, kinda, mm, you know. Wow, look at that medium. Yeah, you know <laughs> what yummy. I mean? Like it just says it all kind of works together. And... <laughs> okay, that was kind of gross. Stay hard. That was, I admit, admittedly, that was kind of gross. Not gross is Jason Ritchie. Let's go. Let's go. Jason Ritchie. I'm pulling it out. A new, Stay hard. A new member of the show, Jason Ritchie. We appreciate you. Appreciate you guys all being here. Join the membership, man. It really helps the channel grow. Um, you know, the things we need, you guys hit the hit the thumbs up button, hit the like button. It really helps us grow. If you are not subscribed to the channel, please do. We are trying to get to 25,000 as soon as we can. We've had a meteoric rise on this show. We're at 15,392. Hook it up. Let's make it happen. That would be phenomenal. And it's guys like Jason Ritchie and the rest of the crew that make it possible to do what we do. So thank you for that. Uh, San Diego State says, bucked up, loved flying with you, Maverick. See what I did there? See what, see, see what he did there? Right. I loved flying with you, Maverick. We loved flying with you too. Wet Blanket says, Joe Mixon broke a girl's jaw in Norman. Yes, he did. That's what I'm saying, dude. Yes, he did. This, this is, is not his. his not buddy's first ro rodeo. Yeah, this is not his. I would it agree is what that. it is. I would agree with that. And Somehow I, he's going to be on the field, you know, third and two, and he's going to get the ball and get the first down. Yeah, exactly right, Tanner. Oh, Mixon, right? Like, like you know what I mean? Bro, like, like, isn't that, that's the perfect reaction. Come on, dude. Bro, come on, bro. What are you doing, right? Um, let's see. Saul Goodman says San Diego is filling in the pack. They they will. We told you they have, an, they have, a, they have accepted an invite. Um, and essentially the, uh, commissioner Navarez from the mountain West came on the show and said as much in an interview you can find on our YouTube channel, please feel free to go. Um, wet blanket says the Norman incident happened on camera. Correct. Truck stop Gumby. No, dude, we're not doing pepperoni. Oh, dear. oh my. Right. Like it's just not that you can't stubby says innocent until proven guilty. <clears throat> exactly. <coughs> uh, JM says Bob Stoops let it slide Neville 93 what's up Neville where you Dude, been what's up brother let's go Neville I appreciate that Monty 
Jake over there, Monty over here. The Monty Show, as always, is presented by our good friends at The Advocates, theadvocates.com, the best injury attorneys in the business. And I say it all the time on this show, I get a lot of questions about workman's comp. Do they handle workman's comp? Hey, I got hurt at work. Do you think? Yes, they do. I do. I think you should. Yes. Theadvocates.com, because you guys, when you get hurt at work, it's not your fault right? It, it, you, you should be made whole for that. It's not your fault. You went to work to provide for your family and you got injured. You didn't deserve that. What you do deserve is somebody to fight for you. That's why you go to theadvocates.com. Chat with an attorney live online right now for free, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, theadvocates.com because you never pay them in advance right? You have nothing to lose by going to theadvocates.com because it's very simple. You're going to talk to them and say, hey, here's what happened. What do you think? And what's the worst they're going to say? No, you don't have a case. Okay. Well, thanks for your time. But nine times out of 10, they're going to be able to help you. And they're going to be able to point you in the right direction, give you the best legal advice available to you. And you don't pay the advocates until they win your case at theadvocates.com. Make sure you tell me you heard about it on the Monty Show um t lawrence gragston says Bengals drafted mixon first round even with him punching that girl on tape this is the cincinnati Bengals. remember chris henry oh i knew chris henry very well but you see what i mean like very this, well but i don't like i agree with you t lawrence but i also think in the bigger picture this is the nfl i mean look what zeke did and and nothing happened like like the last guy who really got punished was was uh rice right rice like yeah. like he was the never last saw him guy. again either never saw him again but you look at, uh, uh, man, what was it? Uh, it wasn't Tyreek, was it? Was it Tyreek who got in trouble? Yes, with, with his kids. Yeah, with his kids. And you look like, at Adrian Peterson, Adrian with, the, Peterson with the stick. With the switch, yeah. Look at Zeke at Ohio State. Yes, dude. I mean, it, this stuff happens. Uh, and I wish I could sit here and tell you that it was that it was uncommon, but it's not uncommon. It's very common. I mean, look at Pervin Meyer, dude. Like the guy is I'm literally... sorry, did you say Pervin Meyer? <laughs> <laughs> Buddy's at a bar in Ohio Buddy. State on the, on the bye week. And gets caught on camera. Like, what? Like, come on, dude. Buddy. Go play intramurals, brother. You, I'm, you said buddy. Pervin Meyer got his ass on a plane, went back to Ohio, and got it on again. Hey, he copped a feel. Use the proper nomenclature, sir. Hey. Please. Dude. Bro. Like, okay, let me get this right, Pervin. Holden Middick. Let me get this right, sir. <laughs> You're the coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, you kick players when they're on the ground, quite literally. He's accused of that. Jackass. Your team lost. You did not fly home with them. You took another flight to Columbus. So you get back to C-Bus. You go to your bar. And it's all on tape, by the way. You, um, how shall I say, inspected the uh, nether regions of a uh, quite excitable blonde woman. I'm so bricked up right now. Who is much younger than your wife. Mm. So you think you're bulletproof and then you got fired. And then you were back on Fox like a month later. He's no Rudy Gobert, but he'll do. <laughs> Bros, we got to get into this story. Yeah. So Rudy Gobert's at it again. And you Wait, know. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yes. Rudy Gobert? Yeah. I mean, he hasn't earned the respect of pronouncing his name the right way. <laughs> Hello. Do you guys remember? And for all, for all of you old heads, you'll remember like when we used to, we used to joke about Bogdanovich's name and Gobert's name. Yeah. And so the first time I ever said Gobert, people got so pissed. Look, jackass, we don't do that here. The Jazz love their players. And 
you know, the Jazz don't love their players. You love their players when they're here. What happened to Ennis Cantor? Oh, okay. Hello, remember that guy, Gordon Hayward? Yeah, but he released his blog too early. What a dick. You're a douche. You guys, right? You're really missing Rudy Gobert right now. Uh, Rudy Gobert apparently does not like to be called a bitch because that's what Ryan Anderson, <laughs> his Timberwolves teammate, did repeatedly over the weekend. And Rudy Gobert punched him in the chest. And I'll drop that. Not, not the face. No, no. Don't hit me in the face. No, no. He punched him in the chest mm -hmm. and then ran away. And everybody got in front of Kyle Anderson, so he wasn't going to go and wreck Rudy Gobert. Right. Is Rudy Gobert the reason that the Minnesota Timberwolves are not good? Yeah, I mean, I think he's one of the reasons. I think that the the first of all, I think it needs to be said that anytime you just try to throw talent together, you you need to understand that there's going to be a gelling period where those guys got to figure out how to play together. And and I think you know the one thing I want you guys to notice is look at Tory and Prince, guys sitting on the bench right here, right next to Gobert. Watch Tori and Prince. Get out of here, bro. Right? Like, that wasn't like a hold Rudy back thing. That was like a I don't like you get the hell out of here thing. So when I saw that out of Tori and Prince, I was like, hey, dude, like, Rudy is clearly an issue on this team. You know, you you don't, like, when it's one-on-one -on -one like this, okay, cool, you're just having a fight. But but you don't, you don't have teammates pushing dudes away like that if they like you and this is just a dispute that's like a one-off. Rudy Gobert... In my opinion, and yes, I'll be accountable. I am not a Rudy Gobert guy. I am biased. I don't like the guy. I don't like his game. Don't like his arrogance. Don't like that he got his ass beat internationally and then wanted to come to the NBA and say he was the best and he got beat again. Like, I just don't like this guy's attitude. But in this particular situation, it's very clear to me. Rudy Gobert does not make the team he's on better. Yes, can he fill up a rebound stat sheet? Can he fill up a shooting percentage stat sheet because he dunks constantly and most of his field goals attempts are inside of three feet from the bucket? Yes, he can do that. I maintain Rudy Gobert is the best rim protector in the league. Yes, but he is a piss-poor teammate. He is somebody that is bad for your team. He is not easy to play with. I, I, would, I would even go out on a limb here and say that Rudy Gobert is getting into to Kyrie Irving territory when we talk about bad teammates, dude. Like, it's getting wow. pretty bad here. Kyrie Irving territory. Yeah, dude. Well, what I see from Torian Prince in that video is a guy who doesn't respect Rudy Gobert. And I think what you see in that video is Rudy Gobert violating the trust of his teammates. And I don't care that he released this tweet where he apologized. I, it doesn't matter to me. Rudy Gobert is going to make $44 million a year on average over the next three seasons. Two in a player option, there's not a chance he's opting out of a $46 million player option. No way. They owe Rudy Gobert $133 million. He's 32% of their salary cap, and he's a problem. Mm -hmm. Because he has always been a problem as a teammate, as we told you on this show years ago now, he was the, the, the mechanism for the, what the best way is the, the lack of chemistry in that Utah Jazz <coughs> locker room. And I know everybody <coughs> likes to vilify Donovan Mitchell in Utah. Hey, that's on you. I can only tell you our sources were unequivocal. We are trading Rudy Gobert and building around Donovan Mitchell. 
That's what we ran for 18 months. And then they traded Rudy Gobert. And what did Woj say? Well, they're building around Donovan Mitchell, right? They were always trading Rudy Gobert because Dennis Lindsay left a hot pile of steaming dung on the jazz porch in the form of this Rudy Gobert contract. And yes, Ryan Smith approved that contract, but there's no getting away from the fact that Rudy Gobert's deal in Minnesota that he signed in Utah is the worst contract in the NBA currently, and it might be the worst contract from an impact standpoint in the history of the NBA. Because it's garbage. And there are a lot of bad ones. I totally understand that. What they're getting from Rudy Gobert and what they won't get for him tomorrow night in Los Angeles in the play-in game where he is suspended and will not travel with the team. That's a terrible contract. <coughs> and you know what the worst part about this is? He hasn't changed a bit. Because I can tell you firsthand when he was in Salt Lake, he was a terrible teammate. He whined. He complained. He always talked about, I want the ball. Give me the ball. And what Kyle Anderson, by reports, was saying to Rudy Gobert was, hey, you got to go block a shot. You got to be the defensive player of the year that you were in Utah. The only problem was all of that effectiveness was because they gave him everything. They filtered the entire defense into Rudy. So, of course, he was going to block shots until the league adjusted and started pulling him away. And then Terrence Mann violated him like an episode of The Wire, right? No. Like it was bad. And he's never recovered from that beating that he took against the Clippers, Jake. And I don't know that he ever will. Yeah. And I think that, you know, the problem for Rudy here is that, you know, a guy like Kyle Anderson has been this team. Kyle Anderson was there before Rudy. Uh, he is a vocal leader. Uh, and, and I'm not going to sit here and say that Kyle Anderson is some amazing player. But the reality is he's been on some good teams and he is a contributor and his contribution oftentimes isn't in the stat sheet. Oftentimes it is in the huddle. It is in the room. It is in, you know, in relationships and stuff. And I just think that you you pick the wrong guy to have a spat with. And and I, I, I agree. I maintain even back to the, 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 the jazz days and go, I've said this many times before on the channel. You can go and find it. Dude. Rudy Gobert is one of the most prideful players in the NBA. Rudy Gobert has a little guy complex mentally where he thinks, hey, I know that I can't shoot a basketball with regularity. I know that That's I right. have zero, zero individual offensive game. And furthermore, because of that, I know that the only way that I'm going to get my points column filled up is by setting damn good screens, which he does. He does. And, and by being an effective pick and roll player. And on the surface, that would be fine. But I don't want to have to see and read Rudy Gobert tweets that talk about how his emotions got the best of him and Kyle's a great guy and I'm really sorry and that I truly love and respect my teammates. That's a bunch of crap. You do not love and respect your teammates if you're going to go about it this way. And I don't give you the benefit of the doubt because this is not the first time I've seen something up this alley from Rudy Gobert. We saw it in Utah. wasn't this bad, but I've seen verbal altercations on the bench between him and Donnie, him and Bogdanovich, him and Jordan Clarkson. We've seen this before. This is not a surprise. Yeah, and the apology to me rings a little light because it talks about Again, to your point, emotions getting the best of you. You're 32% of the salary cap, my guy. Emotions are not allowed to get the best of you. You cannot be this loose cannon who continues to be detrimental to your team. Yet Rudy Gobert is that guy. I have no doubt that if they could go back and do it again, the Timberwolves would not make this trade. Of course not. I, I just don't see how they can. And now, Sorry, folks, that's what it is. Here's the part that Rudy Gobert doesn't want to hear about. 
Now I think he's jeopardized the build of this franchise because the Anthony Edwards stuff that we can't, I would love to air the video, but it's in a post-game interview yeah. where he talked about his admiration for Milwaukee and that he wants to be in a place where they win. And I'm like, my God, that's, that's your prize franchise player. It's not Carl Anthony Towns. It's Anthony Edwards is your franchise player, and he's talking about going to Milwaukee. Yeah, and I think the the, the most, um, you know, impactful thing, if that's the word we want to use, that, that Ant said there, was that he wants to be in a place where everyone's pulling in the same direction. Ooh. Dude. Every player wants to be in a winning organization. Every player, you know, wants to play with the best players. That's Everybody would love to be on the All-Star team for all 82 games, right? But that's not the reality of the league. So... Guys have to manage relationships. Guys have to manage situations. Guys have to sacrifice for the betterment of the team. Ooh. And and when I heard Ann Edwards say that, I was like, dude, bro, whoa. Like, we got to take a step back here and seriously weigh our options about what in the hell we're going to do with Rudy Gobert because Rudy Gobert and his drama is not worth losing Edwards. By the way, Lopes fan Gabe makes a great point and says this is still only the second worst thing Gobert has ever done right behind starting a global pandemic. Wow. Well, I mean, we all know that it wasn't a Wuhan lab. Yeah. It was Rudy Gobert. The We're, coronavirus. I mean, listen, there's no other way. Anyway. Um, oh, by the way, the other part of this is, did anybody see McDaniels punch a wall and now he's out for the rest of the year? Yeah. Broke his hand. Like, this team is out of control. I think that's HIPAA. And it's cool that A-Rod's there, and, but this team's a, a wreck. This team's a mess. And what is it? You don't have veteran leadership. You don't have a guy who universally is respected. And my guess is calling Rudy Gobert a bitch is not the way that I would go about being a leader. Kyle Anderson was trying to be a leader. That's my guess because I know a lot of dudes that know that dude. And my guess is he was trying to be a leader. But, but it, it didn't work out, and yeah. you can't – and listen, Kyle Anderson, absolutely, look at him yelling at Rudy Gobert, but he absolutely has responsibility here. But Rudy cannot do this. Rudy cannot do that. And I don't care if you hit him in the chest. He should be suspended for the rest of the year. Yeah. And I only have to go back to your guys in Golden State. Yeah. With the Draymond Green, Jordan Poole. That's two star players on that team. What's the difference, though? And I think that's a great point. Well, but we, I'm not. It's not the same situation. No. And, but and what I is it? Well, hates say it. It's, it. it's violating trust, right? And Draymond did a lot worse than Rudy did in that situation. Draymond flat out dropped Jordan Poole. Yes, flat out did. punched him in the face and dropped him. And and at that time, at that time, everyone was like, "Hey, they you, like you." I believe you said they should cut him and they should get they his ass out him. of the organization. Here's my only thing when we compare these two situations. What Rudy Gobert did and continues to do is live in games in a full building in the moment. That's a problem. I'm not saying what Draymond did is 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 a good thing or is is somehow. But surely excusable. you're not going to make the argument that how Draymond knocked a dude out hey, is better than hey, how Rudy took a shot you know at what, Kyle you know Anderson. You know what I'm going to say? That was in practice, and this was in a game, and in a game of consequence. This isn't week one of the season, dude. This isn't a meaningless Bro, game on a Monday night. He punched Kyle Anderson matter. and he Draymond but he didn't Green punch him in the face. Draymond Green punched Jordan Poole in the face. Right. It was caught in on camera. Practice. We all saw it. It's far worse than what Rudy no. Gobert did. Nope. Are nope. you kidding me? Nope. Oh because, my god. Because you know what? 
You know what, dude? It's in practice. It's not in the middle of the game, and ultimately, oh my it didn't God. cost you wins, bro. Oh it my, did not cost oh, you oh, wins. Oh, 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 my God. Didn't cost you a playoff spot. Didn't cost you wins. Didn't cost you wins. Didn't, didn't cost you wins. No, it didn't. Oh, my God. That team has not been the same, and a lot of it is chemistry. Because, by the way, Clay Thompson had a career year. Yeah. So let's stop saying that. Well, Clay's hurt, and mm, Andrew Wiggins is the guy that you missed. They lost games because Draymond Green knocked Jordan Poole out. Right? Like, I, who are we kidding? Come on now. I, dude, should I knock you out real quick and, and just see how it helps our chemistry? Stay hard. I mean, you might have a long show after that. Oh, anyway. God. Taylor Smith agrees with you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Here we go. Here we go. Sebasta, that seems to be more painful way of tanking. Yeah, let's throw the book at Mark Cuban. <laughs> but dudes, this is another good <laughs> But again, hey, another great point. But again, here's another terrible teammate. Here's a superstar in My name is Luca. Luca's supposed to be a superstar, right? And all the Maverick fans are pissed off at me right now cuz we we let go of a short today. <coughs> and I said, the Mavericks shouldn't be looking at whether they should re-sign or sign Kyrie. They should be looking at who they can trade Luca to. Fat and I know that's going to be, oh, well, look, fat ass, you just have a personal vendetta because he didn't let you pound his mom. There's truth in that. There's truth in that. <laughs> but let's be honest. Tell me they should not be trying to trade Luca. What has he done for that franchise? Make me an argument after you see the way that that season ended. And then he sits up there for his exit interview with the media and says, no, I'm fine. I love it here. Everything's fine. It is? What? what? Wait, it's fine? How is it fine? Somebody explain that to I me. I mean, I saw the report. Uh, I don't know who. Uh, somebody said that I was going to address the Kuwait uh, trade. Uh, it was funny, you know, because I didn't know that was true. Cause I didn't say it. I know. I know, no, sources said it. Never did I say, hey, Luca is indicating that you're going to request a trade. What I said is, if they don't get this right over the next year, there is a fear that you could come to them, as Anthony Davis did in New Orleans, James Harden did in, in, uh, in, in Houston, Kevin Durant just did in, in Brooklyn, and say, hey, if we don't have a chance to win a championship, you know, something's got to change. I know what you're saying, uh, but I'm, ha I'm happy here, so there's nothing to worry about. This is a code 10 abort. So let me get this right. No, look, I'm just some fat old guy who's getting... You're, you're casual. I, I, you're I'm not, just, you know, look, you're like, yeah. Man, I'm just getting a colonoscopy Thursday, okay? <coughs> but here's my question. Your organization forced you to tank the last couple um, of games of the year because um, they wanted a better draft pick. You should have made the playoffs. OKC should be at home. They're playing. You're at home. Cuddling with your mom, you know, and I'm just curious. Why are you not upset about that? Oh, I said I was upset about that. Okay. Well then why do you still want to be here? And why are you sitting up there talking about how you're happy here? And why are you sitting up here talking about, oh yeah, I want Kyrie back. Like, how is this okay? My name is Luca. But first of all, I ain't buying that shit by a long shot. There's nah. no chance that Luca's sitting up like, oh yeah, Mark Cuban, dude, cube. Hey, take me on Shark Tank, brah. Like, there's no chance. No chance that's the case. I just don't believe it. Yeah. If I'm Luca, I want out. But if you're the Mavericks, tell me that you shouldn't be looking at trading him.
Um, because you can't build around him. By the way, why is your why is your draft pick top ten protected? Oh, over the Kristaps Porzingis disaster, who you wound up shipping to Washington, and he had a career year. Whatever. Because he wasn't playing with Luca and his mom. So again, tell me, tell me how you should build around the oh, generational talent and shit, dude. My fucking okay. Ass. If he's a generational talent, how come he can't win? And how come nobody wants to play with him? And Better how come those refunds? By the way. How come everybody agrees with what good old Uncle Monty said last week? It's not Kyrie's fault they're missing the playoffs. It's Luka's fault. Because he was actually pretty damn good in Dallas. For once, he wasn't a locker room problem. But yet, this is your guy, and I'm happy here, and I want to play with Kyrie, and Cube's going to take me on Shark Tank. Fuck yeah. What are you talking about? And if you're the NBA, yeah, the NBA needs to hammer them. Because you intentionally missed the playoffs to protect your draft pick. Because you knew that this team, as it's constituted, was not going to make a playoff run and had zero chance to make the NBA Finals. Yeah, I know what time it is. Zero. And I will say again, no offense, Dallas, but you guys are overrated. The Stars are overrated. Well, they're not overrated. They don't win anything anymore. Mike Medano, dude, sex machine. Those days are over. Uh, Jarrah, do I need to say more? Uh, the Mavericks, yeah, Luca mm, might also, Stay by home. the way, hop on a treadmill, mix in a salad, right? <laughs> but I could keep going. Like the Texas Rangers, hey, congratulations on Jacob DeGrom. I'm sure he's going to enjoy the golf there because they won't be playing playoff baseball, right? Like, what are we doing? What are we doing? Dallas as a market is overrated. And I'm, uh, oh man, everything's bigger in Texas, including the L's. Right? You, Can you don't, measure it? You don't win. You don't, you don't win. Nothing. Not, well, SMU, bro. Pony Express. <laughs> ah, TCU. Okay, you got me. TCU. Congratulations, Jara. You lost to the Christians. Jara. Dallas. God bless. Sons of batches. Don't come after me like you're... <laughs> Like you're Kyle Anderson. In God's name, image. Yeah, don't Kyle Anderson yeah. me. Don't you Kyle Anderson Mark Cuban. You know. Damn. Um, I feel better now. That was a hell of a rant out of nowhere. MJ Bissett 93 says, Yoda says the Rudy hates strong with this one. Damn right it is. Is it hate or is it truth? Oh, hey, look at that. Our Gomez. Pull it out. Let's go. Everybody, welcome Go R. Gomez to the uh, membership. Uh, Jet Wayman, bro, what Draymond did is way worse. Thank you. The tile king of Utah is has not, spoken. Dude. No, it's he not. He has adjudicated the matter, and he says you're dumb. Bro, you need to take your ass back to the beer stand and come, come to reality. Fuck. Yeah, come on, dude. You're so fucked. Dude. Jet Wayman knows all. God damn it. Jackson Graham, Jake is right on this thing. Stop it, Jackson. <clears throat> Tom says Draymond's tweet in response to Rudy was pretty funny. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They are. I... Do you guys... Okay, so where are we at on Draymond Green? He's a douche, for sure. He's a douche. Yeah, he's a great He's a no douche. Rudy Gobert, yeah, but he's I mean, a douche. You know, he, he's no Luca, but he's a douche. Stop. You know, like... You're stop. a douche. I mean, the guy is... The guy just is an epic troll. And loves to to get after Rudy Gobert, which I think is great. Yeah, I, I just I, listen. I like Draymond. I would I would have him on my team. I would. 
honest to God, but I'm not, never mind. No, I'm not doing it. All I'm saying is, you guys, Draymond Green is way worse. He knocked him out, bro. Mm -hmm. He punched him in the face. In the face. Right. Like, he knocked him out. How is that worse than... Rudy Gobert tried to give him, like, a titty twister, essentially. A titty twister. Like, he didn't try to even punch him in the face. Right, but what would you you rather have? A guy who's fake the entire day and isn't even going to give you his best? Or would you rather have a guy that... That maybe takes it too far, maybe way too many times, Look, but actually he took has it a little too far. Something punched him in the face. I agree, knocked him the fuck out. What's but up, he's won a couple of rings, and he didn't have the rings on when he knocked him out. So it's not nearly as bad as the titty twister up there in the great white north. That's the argument you're going with. Yes, yes. By the way, it was in practice. The camera shouldn't have been there, but it was. The camera. Yeah, next question. So if it hadn't been caught on tape, everything would have been fine. Correct. <laughs> yes. Correct. Yes. As per usual. Dude, you're crazy. You, you are you are crazy. Taylor Smith says Cuban made a mistake getting Kyrie. It wasn't Kyrie's fault. No. And I don't think it was a mistake. But I do love how people are like, oh, the Mavericks were terrible defensively. Yeah, I wonder why. I, I wonder, wonder why, why, bro. Because Luka doesn't defend at all. Luka doesn't defend. You gave up DFS. You gave up Dinwiddie. You gave up Porzingis. Like, what did you think was going to happen? By the way, Christian Wood is pretty damn average. He's not going to be back either. So you might want to get to the business of actually building, uh, you know, a front line that can actually protect the rim. Yeah, that's what they do at Barbecue Pit Stop. BBQPitStop.com. They have, like, the front line stuff. Like, Traegers, Yoders, Big Green Eggs. That's right, T. Camp Chef and stuff. Uh, We are just four days away from their grand opening of the newest barbecue pit stop in Payson, Utah. Make sure you get there this Friday and Saturday. Make sure you say, hey, heard about you guys on the Monty Show. Glad to have you in Payson because they're going to be amazing. It is going to be the butcher shop of butcher shops along with the best barbecue equipment because isn't that what you get at bbqpitstop.com? Uh, when you go to Barbecue Pit Stop in Logan, Layton, Lehigh, Payson, St. George, and Murray across the street from the mall on State Street, you just know you're getting the best equipment, but you're also getting the best dudes. And I love that they have that chat box on their website at bbqpitstop.com. Now, some people make wings without Asado seasoning. Well, because I'd made so many with Asado, we were out. And it's just subpar. <coughs> Once you have Asado, such <coughs> as in like myself which I will be putting on my eggs for dinner tonight because I'm getting a colonoscopy Thursday and I can't have any fiber. Uh, I will be having an egg salad or an egg sandwich for lunch or dinner tonight. And I'll be using Asado seasoning. Bro, what are you talking about, man? What? (laughs) Asado seasoning on everything. If you have not found the greatness of Asado seasoning, seriously, dude. You yeah, got to hook it bomb, up. Dude. Flavor Knuckles Asado Grill Seasoning at bbqpitstop.com. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. Order online, nationwide shipping at bbqpitstop.com. Uh, let's see. Jacob Jalambo. Rudy and Luca together would be amazing. Oh, my God. <laughs> the dude. absolute toxicity in the air would be incredible. Our Gomez says, go Aztecs. I like it. There you go. Uh, JM says, uh, he's happy like Prime is happy in the pack. Okay. I actually like that a lot. That's very well done. That is very well done. Tom says, I hope your hatred of Luca does get him on the trade block and the Jazz no, scoop him up. No, dude. Dude. No, dude. Bro. So wait, you would want. Bro. You would want Luka Doncic. 
You would want Luca on the Jazz. Waves in opposition. What has he won? Help me. He's and done nothing. I would love to hear a, 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 an absolute, an absolute defense of Luka Doncic. I don't know what you're talking about. I I would. And Truck Stop Gumby's not wrong. Hot moms need love too. Tell her to move to Draper and Teddy Wayman's on the case. I am your father. Right? Like, <laughs> Teddy's all about it, man. You know. Uh, Cougar Tail. Because my name is Lucas seems to have an attitude like Rudy. My name is Lucas. You ain't wrong. You ain't wrong. Uh, J.K. Marshall says hot moms serve it warm. <laughs> wow. Hugh Janus. Stay home. Wow. <laughs> okay. Uh, Salty Drunk says the two most hated players in the NBA on the program, the winner, Rudy and Luca. Program. And it's a runaway. It ain't like, even close. We should probably get Dominion voting systems in here and double check their equipment because this feels like some, some election stealing BS <laughs> with how much Rudy and Luca have run away with the vote. Better send those refunds. <laughs> Taylor Smith says Luca equals Doughboy. Get on with some cardio. By the boy. way. Speaking of fat asses, speaking of first team all fat yeah, ass in the this? NBA, Mr. Zion Williamson never coming back apparently. Dude, should they cut should the Pelicans cut ties with with Zion? I would. I Tell would. the story. Dude, make him make his ass earn it, dude. New reporting coming out saying that saying that Buddy is is now, you Buddy. know, out of shape and that you know, he he by by some reports out there again, not facts, but some reporting out there is saying that the guy is, is, is just is out of shape, and you know he had that setback, and that kind of that kind of messed things up. He was Derailed on pace him. to return, like, I, and I understand that it's not easy, but the fact of the matter is, is you're a professional, or you should be, and and you're gonna have setbacks. That's going to happen, and and the one thing that you don't ever get an excuse on is rehab. Y your job, your your only job, like. You don't have to go to the office. You don't have to report to your douchebag boss who's worried about when you're going to clock in. All you got to do is rehab your body, work your ass off, and hoop. That's it. And you, you can't I, even do that. Dude, I think you have to. Like, I think you have to cut ties. By with the him. way, they're still a good team even without them. That's what's incredible. Yeah, I would agree. Um... Jacob DeLambo says, Monty going in deep. Monty. I mean, Monty. Deep. Monty. Curtis Peters says, Batches. Okay. Okay. I mean, you know, however you want to say it. Roger Sales, a member of the program, says, I always call him Gobert. You have to. Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert. Mike Facial Phillips, recognition. Uh, I actually like Rudy, but it's astounding how Kessler is already a better player. Yeah, dude. Yep. He is a better player. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Jaron Eccles says, pull. No, there will be no pull. <laughs> there won't. DeLambo, at least Draymond has rings on those hands to throw them punches. That's what I'm saying, dude. You're such an apologist. That's what I'm saying, dude. Um, let's see. Tanner Plummer says, Jake, why don't you just admit it? You're a Draymond apologist. Yeah, I'm happy to. I'm happy to. You know why? Because the guy wins. And by the way, yeah, he does he's, have rings. He's, the, he's one of the leaders of that team. Yeah, should you be punching people in the face? No. But hey, he's won some rings, and he knows how to he knows how to do that. And you can't that, there is no overcoming like, that argument. Yeah. Oh, you have multiple rings. Okay, my bad. Hey, Jordan Poole, Mister Cup of Coffee in the league. You should probably stop running your mouth because you I mean, you know are climbing in the league. Uh, Draymond, you got seventeen rings. I mean, <coughs> it, he, I joke. The point is, 
he's one of the main reasons they won all those rings. Yes. And even though he played terribly last year, yes. he in Boston, he had a huge impact in the postseason. You know. Uh, Jared Eccles says, uh, we haven't had a poll in ages. There's a reason for that. <laughs> we all need a poll on this show. Hey, I got a poll for you. Stay home. Yeah. And it has nothing to do with votes. Yeah, you know Luke's what I'm saying? Mom. Yeah. Uh, McKinley Cutler, it's one thing to tank so that a pick you didn't trade is good. It's another thing to tank while you have two top 20 players so that you can screw another team out of a pick you traded. My name is Luca. Truth. Uh, San Diego State says, Draymond, the visual definition of assault. Yeah, might be, dude, but you play basketball, so you're not going to jail. Salty Drunk says, oh, man, I pray Luca lands in Utah. My God, that would be epic. That would be epic. Kurt Peters says, uh, came in late. Did I miss as the Pac-12 burns? You did. You did. Just hit rewind. Go back to the beginning. Yeah. Uh, it's the first hour of the show. DeLambo says, turns out every practice is just fight night. In the That's right. You know. <laughs> what's up, big bro? <laughs> exactly right. Greg Romano, what's up, Greg? Good to see you. Sorry I'm late. Who's leaving the Pac-12 first, and where are they going? Back to the beginning, bro. Back to the top. Just go all the way to the beginning yeah. of the show. No problem. Uh, McKinley Cutler, Brunson's dad is the reason uh, the Mavs are bad this year, according to Cuban. Yeah, whatever, but, dude. But here's the thing. If you would have extended Jalen Brunson when he was eligible, this would have never happened. Gordon Hayward, like a little girl. Gordon Hayward 2.0. Gordon Hayward 2.0. Why did you let Gordon Hayward go out in his restricted free agency year and talk to a bunch of people? Because he wanted to read his blog. Apparently, because that's why he left. That's why he left. Absolutely. Uh, the the Sir Killer. F and A, Monty. I love it. <laughs> exactly right. C. Kaufman says, New York Post had an article saying Colorado will be the first to leave for the Big 12. Wow. They, they did. Wow. Like, incredible, incredible. dude. Incredible. Wow. Incredible. Uh, Salty Drunk says, I bathe in Asado season. That's right. Well, you know, I mean, it'll get in that crevasse. Is that why you're so spicy, bro? You just, you fart and like Asado comes out. Is that what it is? Dude, all I'm saying is, all I'm saying is that Asado season will get them in them crevices. Um, Joshua Moe says, hey, guys. Hey, guys, hey, guys, 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 guys. Uh, hey, guys. Kurt Peters, prime keeping the AC on, <laughs> you know. Jet Wayman, I would disown the Jazz if they got Luca. You and I both. So you have no frame of reference here, Donnie. Um, you guys are going to think I'm crazy, but I want Damian Leonard on the Jazz. You mean Damian Lillard? On the Jazz. He's too old. Leonard, Lillard, who's keeping track? You know, uh, he's too old. I think it, the, the, he's past the window, in my opinion. Uh, Nate Davis, Rudy Gobert. Gobert. He, <clears throat> uh, he should be <laughs> expended for the whole season. Suspended? For the whole season, for the playoffs, too. What do you guys think for the Jazz this offseason? Well, it depends. Okay, let me ask you this. Who's the best point guard in the draft? Me. Probably Scoot Henderson. Yeah. You're not going to get Scoot Henderson. No. But the name that I would be all in on is Ammon Thompson. That motherfucker don't miss, man. I'm telling you that if you get Ammon Thompson and his twin brother... Uh, Asur Thompson, I, I am much more on the Ammon train than I am on the Asur train. Right. I'm probably getting that name wrong, but fine. Uh, I think Ammon Thompson is everything that you've ever wanted. Mm -hmm. I think that the, if, if, you get, if you get Ammon with the ninth pick, I'd be stunned if he were available. Yeah. 
I like the product projection of Grady Dick. It gives me a lot of like material. Stay hard. To use when a guy's last name is Dick. I mean, it's endless. He can also play a little bit. I love his durability. Um, I need a dick. And hey, man, a lot of people compare him to Grayson Allen, but more skilled. I'm fine with that. I don't like people tripping people. Why are you tripping, boo? Um, <laughs> but I love Grady Dick's game and his name. And if I, I can, need a dick. I, you know, yeah, that poor kid was abused in school. Um, and then with the Jazz at 13, I mean, I probably would be on Nick Smith Jr. Yeah. I love Nick Smith Jr. I, yeah. I, from Arkansas, I'm a huge fan. Those two are the, in my opinion, those are the two guards that if I'm the Jazz, I, I am targeting. Yeah, 100%. Those are the two guys I want. Hundo and P. If you can address point guard, if you can get a franchise-level point guard in this draft, you're in good shape. Because they are hard to come by in free agency and trade because NBA franchises know not to trade them. Because you wind up in situations like, you know, Brunson in, in Dallas, where you just, there's no replacing that. There's no replacing Jalen Brunson in Dallas. Nope. And it's absolutely crippled that franchise. And you look at the best, you look at the best point guards in the NBA. I mean, I would even say combo guards. The best combo guards in the NBA, the, 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 the impact that they have, the Steph Currys of the world. You know, you even look at the, at the Drew Holidays. Mm -hmm. Look at the impact he's having. You know, you look at what Chris Paul did for the Suns. I, I mean, the list is endless. And then you look at a team like the Lakers who don't have a point guard. They don't have a true point guard on that team of, of consequence. And they have struggled for it. And defensively now, since D'Angelo's gotten there, and maybe this is my point, since D'Angelo's gotten L.A., what have we seen with their defense? Their defense has gone back up, right? But now he's been hurt. Okay, Dennis Schroeder, not the same defender, not the same three-point shooter, right? You look at Austin Reeves having the impact that he's having, right? Look at SGA and OKC. Mm -hmm. You look at, I mean, there are team after team where you just have these combo guards that are just kicking ass. And so it's not a surprise at all. Like I look at the top of the draft board and here's the biggest question. It, obviously, Victor Wambanyama is going to go number one. There's no doubt about that. Scoot Henderson or Brandon Miller? I think, dude. If the let take skill? the take the gun thing out of it. You know, just the, the gun thing. If but. the gun thing with Brandon, but I'm serious. Yeah. If the gun thing with Brandon Miller never happens, I'm taking Brandon Miller. But now you got to take Scoot Henderson. If you are, if you're San Antonio at number two, or you are who Houston or Detroit, depending on where the ping pong ball. But Houston's land. got like three Brandon Millers. They do. So to me, it's like the problem in Houston is you need leadership, not well, necessarily you the best your, talent. But you fired your coach. You did. I think you have to package some of these young guys now and move on from it because you, you have got to find, in my opinion, you got to find the best available veteran player yeah. who can lead that group. And it is not James Harden. Yeah. Everybody thinks James Harden's going back to Houston. That's not how I would do it. Yeah. But anyway, my point is. Yeah. I mean, I would probably go. Player for player, you're probably going Brandon Miller just because yes. of his size. But yes. I think that the thing with Scoot is that you, Scoot is incredibly pliable to a winning team right now. I mean, you know, he, just the handle and the ability to initiate offense alone, take the scoring out of it, you know, take the pick and roll instincts out of it, yeah. uh, you know, all that stuff. You set that aside. If you, if I just said to you, hey, put Buddy on the Clippers as an example, 
right? They're going to yeah. be better. I, I mean, who who's projected? Who's who's projected to get Scoot right now? Is it Detroit or? Well, who? I mean, we don't know what it'll be, but I would think it'll right be now, Detroit, Houston, yeah. or San Antonio. You know, so like, I mean, I mean, look at Houston. Just as an example, I mean, Scoot put even in that same group now. Scoot makes them better. The problem is, is you know, like San Antonio went way downhill after Dejounte Murray left or got traded or whatever. Like it just, it just changes you. But if you look at also the Jazz, also need power forwards. I mean, um, you know, Jairus Walker out of Houston is a guy that I don't know how you don't love what you see out of that guy. Yeah. The natural ability to hit threes at that size, I think, is fantastic. Um, you know, I mean, Anthony Black's a guy that I think a lot of people like. I, I am, I am, I am, I'm far higher on Ammon Thompson than I am on Anthony Black. Um, just because I think, now obviously, the experience level is completely different. Right. I mean, but I, I think Thompson's upside is massive. Jesus, like, I don't even know. And the Jazz have shown great ability now to develop well, guys, which I think you really have to consider. And this this David Fisdale thing is real, in my opinion. That's what I'm saying. Grady Dick is a real nice fit. The only thing I have on Grady Dick that I don't like is, is this that, last name. Well, that, yeah. And and that, you know, he's he's another Laurie marketing esque player, stylistically speaking. And, you, and no. that's what do you mean? What do you mean? What do I, I mean? totally disagree with that? I think Grady Dick is a guy that I think he is much more versatile. The question is, does his game translate? Does his physicality, does Grady Dick's physicality translate to the NBA? And I don't even need it year one, but does it translate in two, three, four? And I don't think it does. You can't, in this league anymore, from the guard position, I don't believe you can be on the floor all the time. When, and when I say that, you can't be lying on the floor all the time. I think that's where you're you're going to wind up in trouble. And I think he's a guy who likes to bang. And at Kansas, hey, dude, that's all well and good. That's all well and good. In the NBA, I don't think – and I don't think he – I mean, am I wrong? I don't know what um, – maybe I should – we were just looking at Grady Dick today. Um, he's not the size um, that Laurie is. He's 6'8". Six, 6'8". Eight. Six, eight, I need six eight two oh five. Right. But he's a kid. Right. He's he's gotta grow into his strength. Sure, but I mean, what, what is, is that? What is that? Okay. I mean, Laurie's so a seven footer, isn't he? He I is think. yes, he's seven foot, but he is also two forty. Right. Like that's two totally different body types. Yeah. And I think the length that the length at his size and the skill at his size ha is very intriguing about Grady Dick. I just I view him in I don't know the old the white guard from the Clippers who got traded. I can't remember his name now, but Kennard. Yeah, Luke Kennard. Is he better and different than yeah, Luke Kennard? I think he's, he's more dynamic. I think he's way better than Kennard now. I but think if he's, but if you take out the physicality in his game, if he shows up, if he's listed at two hundred five, is he going to show up at two ten or is he going to show up at one ninety? It's a good question. That's it could, to me that's the biggest concern because Grady Dick likes to bang. Yeah. And if, if you're going to bang in the NBA, you cannot wind up on the floor constantly. Yeah, I guess my thing with I, – I guess where we disagree on Grady Dick is, like, like I do think – on like, their body types are different. You're right. I agree with you. Lori weighs more. The seven-footer, great. But what I'm, what I'm talking about is how it actually translates on the floor. Oftentimes, Lori will run into a guy. Oftentimes, he is shooting the three. Like, 
He is your most dynamic and best player right now for the Utah Jazz. And I look at Grady Dick. Certainly. And I see flashes of it. I see a guy who can shoot a three with ease. I see a guy, like you just said three times, who likes to bang and likes to use his shoulder. And I agree, because of that, you can't show up to camp at 190 for whoever the hell drafts you. You need to be pushing. You know, by the end of your rookie year, you'd love to see him in the two teens somewhere, even if that's two. 13, you know, like I'd love to see you add that kind of muscle. But ultimately, I think the cool thing and the thing that I like for the Jazz about Grady Dick is that you can use him in a variety of different ways. I mean, if you had, you know, again, if Colin Sexton's playing the one, let's say, you know, and you've got you've got Ochai at the two and Laurie at the three. Yeah. Grady Dick can slide into into the three and Laurie can move to the four because Laurie's a seven footer. Like there are ways to work that in. Or obviously Grady Dick could easily come off the bench, too. Or you could just take Drew Timmy, and then everything would be fine. God, Drew Timmy, the savior of everybody. Everybody was telling me, oh, he's never going to be a first-round pick. He's not even getting drafted, you cock. Yeah, now he's, like, from 25 to 30 in just about every mock trap. Like, are, are you mm-hmm. serious? I would never take Drew Timmy. But I was just being a jerk. Uh, you know, I don't know. Let's see. Uh, Main event says, already have two former Jayhawks on the Jazz. We could use one more. Uh, You know. Gary says, got to pause it after saying his name, Grady Dick. Uh, You know, I I don't disagree. Hugh Uh, Janus. You can use Dick in a variety of different ways. He can slide in the three. Anita Dick and Ming. Mike Phillips. Anita Dick. I mean, when your Dick is flexible and... Waves in opposition. You know, when you can put your dick in the different positions. Hiscock. Uh, you know, and, and again, I'm kind of with Mike Phillips here. The way you Hiscock. use that dick. Hiscock. Is, you know, I mean. Um, Holden Middick. You know. Okay. I'm, you know, dude, I mean. I need a dick in me. I, it's, well, I need some dick on my team, too. I need a dick. You know. Um. And, you know, I was talking to Mrs. Machi. She's a huge fan of the dick. Hiscock. I mean, she really likes that kid. You know. Um, she probably stop. Uh, Truck Stop Gumby says hot dog. Yeah, I mean, Grady Dick got like a dozen hot dogs in his contract every I'm game. I'm so bricked up right now. You know. Um, you, I mean, I'm just saying. Aaron, oh. Wilson, Aaron Wilson gifted one show membership. Well done. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Truck Stop Gumby was gifted the membership. Had a boy. Had a girl. I think, you are. I think Truck Stop Gumby hangs out just looking for free membership. The rock attack! That's what I'm saying. Uh, Salty Drunk says, this is a national program. Talk about postseason teams, LOL. Well, listen, I think, are we going to talk about, you know, putting Dick in the right position, or are we going to talk about national teams making the playoffs? I need a Dick. You know. I mean, we did. I mean, we talked about the T-Wolves, right? Well, Rudy Gobert put his dick in the wrong position. And, you know, um, (laughs) so James Knight wants us to talk about the Oklahoma City Thunder. We get it. You want us to giddy your giddy. We get it. James Um, Knight's giddy about the the giddy about the Oklahoma City. You just have to, like, snap out of it a little bit. Thunder. Um, I'm giddy about TridayTrading.com. We will talk NBA matchups here in a moment. Uh, TridayTrading.com. Go there right now. Do it with me. Pull it up on your phone. TridayTrading.com. 
Um, what you're looking for on their website is you're looking for this uh, graphic. It is just down the page a little bit. And look at step number two. Try us out for 30 days for only $10. This is a special offer for those who register and watch. Your $10 will be donated to a charitable organization. So let's say you donate your $10, you go through the 30-day program, you're like, no, this is not for me. Okay, cool. You got a tax write-off because you donated $10 to charity and you walked away. It took you $10 to understand that, hey, Triday trading and day trading wasn't your thing. But what if that $10 changes the trajectory of your life? What if you can stop bitching and moaning about your job every day and work for yourself? What if you go to TridayTrading.com, sign up for the 30-day $10 membership, and all of a sudden you're making the money that you always dreamt of? And now you can afford the house that you wanted to afford. Maybe your kids don't share a room. They each have their room, right? Maybe you're driving the, the van you've always wanted or the SUV you've always wanted. Maybe you're driving that van to Disneyland instead of your neighbor always going to Disneyland with his kids. You're taking your kids to Disneyland. That's how close you are. And I don't even say that as an exaggeration. We're talking about thousands of dollars a day. When you go through the Triday Trading Program, they have graduates every day in this country that make thousands of dollars because they day trade and they use the proprietary information and algorithms and systems that they learned at TridayTrading.com with their one-on-one -on -one professional trading coach. That's what you get. You get one-on-one -on -one coaching and mentoring. And when you're done with the program, you still get mentoring. You still get coaching. And oh, by the way, your first trades, when you're nervous and you're out of the program, you're like, man, I don't want to lose money. I don't want to lose money. Your first trades are with TridayTrading.com's money. And when you make money with their money, they give you 80% of the profit. Absolutely nothing to lose. Live the life you've always dreamt of. TridayTrading.com. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show TridayTrading.com right now. Uh, James Knight wants us to talk about his good old buddies, the Oklahoma City Thunder. Mm -hmm. And my question very simply is, if you are the Oklahoma City Thunder and you know, you know what the matchups are because I actually think Wednesday their season ends against the Pelicans. And right now, New Orleans is minus 5, 228. Yeah. Um, that game is in New Orleans, by the way. Uh, it's on ESPN at 730. At Smoothie King Center. I just don't see a matchup outside of Shea Gilgis-Alexander that Oklahoma City wins here. Yeah, I mean, I think it depends on the style of the game, though, too. Like, I, I would agree with that. I think you're outmatched in the half court, which is typically what playoff game playoff basketball is it's usually half court possession by possession but i yep. also think you know specifically in the play-in in the first round of the play-in you still have a lot of up and down games you still have uh, situations where the game feels more like just a hyped up regular season game rather than a seven game back and forth you know possession by possession type setup so in my opinion james the way you want to go about trying to win this game is getting out in transition i i, I would think that you would want to 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 get back defensively, right? You would want to be committed to that. You would not want to cr uh, crash the offensive glass uh, too aggressively. So get back on defense. 
and, and try to create some turnovers, try to create some chaos, try to create some awkwardness for New Orleans offensively and see what that gets you. But I'm telling you, the the opportunities you get to push the pace in transition, you have got to take advantage of because you are not in a place where you're beating this team in the half court straight up. That's not happening. Did you see Kenny Lofton Jr., by the way? Bro. This guy scores 42 points and doesn't make a three-pointer and only shoots 12 free throws. Because he went 17 of 25. Yeah. Dominated. 14 rebounds. Yeah. A steal and only two turnovers. His royal thickness put on a show. Dude, him and Zaire Williams, that was awesome. Um, but my whole point in this is, I think the nice thing is, is that SGA and Giddy have a lot of rest here. And I think when you look at the way that we saw... SGA play against the Jazz. And you you feel really confident that that's what you're going to be able to get. That's what you need. And I think, honest to goodness, I think there's very little room for error here out of SGA. He's got to have that 30-point game. Right. And I think Josh Giddy's got to be 25 and 10. Like, he's got to have a double-double. And really, he's got to be pushing a triple-double because mm -hmm. I, I just think the Pelicans... Dude, the Pelicans are a problem, even without Zion. I, I think they're a problem. Yeah, that's just me. I I, I don't know how you, I don't know how you, um, I really don't know how you go about it. That, but that's again, that's just my opinion. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to to see what it'll it'll be interesting to see what happens. Okay, what happened here? Aaron Wilson says, I say we crowdfund thousands for Monty to day trade with, and he has to video his failures on his own day trading advertiser. I would totally do that. Yeah, because what you don't understand, and I appreciate you, Aaron, trying to be likes the fight guy or stir the pot guy or whatever, but what you don't understand is it's not it's not a scheme. Like, I can tell you for a fact, I we talked to the boys over a Friday last week. Yeah. And they straight up told us, yeah, there's five of your people who listen every single day, they told us. Who are in the program right now and they're having success and they've already made money so yeah. it's not really a, a hey videotape your failure stuff it's get into a program where they're going to teach you how to do it literally they're going to teach you the fundamentals and how to do it and you get to trade with their money so instead of you know respectfully instead of mocking the opportunity like take it seriously because we're in a time where inflation is still high money's not as easy to make as it used to be 30 years ago like you have to go the extra mile. So I always say this, and I, and I think the number is $100,000 a year is like 260 bucks a day or whatever it is. Like, that's nothing when you're day trading. You can do that. Imagine what that would do for you. Yeah, and I think I look at Kurt Peters. The average loss on a day trader is 93%, just saying. But where were they trained? How do they trade? What are they using for indicators? Yeah. Um, like, what are they basing their decision-making on? That's the difference with Tri-Day Trading. And I, we've talked about this a hundred times on the show. Yeah. When we were at Yelp, and we used to work at Yelp, we did local sales. We had a Slack channel of other sellers at Yelp and everybody day traded in that channel. Yeah. And I really got into it back in the doge to the moon, bro. Like the AMC GameStop days. The guys in that Slack channel all day long. All day long, dude. And I, it... People, I think, don't understand the process of it. Yeah. I think people don't understand that education's the key. I think people get in trouble day trading when they just want to open up an account and start throwing money around. Yeah, That's I agree the with problem. That. I mean, it's, it's just like anything else. You need your fundamentals. You need to understand 
how the business actually works. Like we didn't start doing a show the way we do it overnight. Like it takes time to learn stuff. The difference is, is that you're getting a tried and true program that they've built over the course of years yeah. and thousands of people. Yeah, I, I, uh, I think it speaks for itself. I think it is yeah, exactly right, Gary. Day trading versus high frequency trading are two totally different things. High frequency traders lose 90% of the time. If you know what you're doing as a trader, then no, it's not 90%. Yeah. Totally agree. Uh, Aaron says, I will pay for that response, though my comment was less mocking and more fun laughs in the chat. I'm sure it's a legit place for legit traders. Yeah. I would love to, if I had, if I had a need for a gig, I'd absolutely do it. Yeah, no doubt about I it. I would no absolutely hesitation. do it. Uh, let's see. Uh, Gary says, my Lakers winning the playing game. I agree. They better. I think this bracket has a chance to really be spectacular. I think the Lakers beat the Timberwolves. The question is, man, that Wednesday matchup, the Thunder Pelicans game, I think is a play or two. I don't think that I, I my bet on that game, if I had to bet that game right now, I would take OKC to cover the five because it's minus five New Orleans. That game's going over 228. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that is going to be as well as BI has played for, for New Orleans. And you start looking at some of the numbers on that New Orleans team. My biggest question is, um, you know, like how consistent defensively can they be? And the answer is, I don't know that. But I look at Ingram, I think the world of Herb Jones, and I know I'm the only one that's a Herb Jones guy. Him defensively, his length is, is brutal. Valachunas, I think, I think Valachunas is going to have to be really smart um, because they really need him to be like 20 and 15 if they're going to win that game. Um, and the other guy on that team that everybody forgets about is Trey Murphy. Trey Murphy is, is legit. If, if he can give them three, four, five threes in a game, they're going to win. They're going to win. And C.J. McCollum, I, I also think they don't get much offense off their bench, which I think is a, is a problem. But Larry Nance Jr. is a really good rebounder, a really good shot blocker. Um, but the question is, are they deep? Mm -hmm. And what will they get off their bench in that game? And how many of those five starters are going to play 37 minutes? Because I think it's a lot of them. Yeah. I think it's a lot of them. But I would agree. I think the Lakers absolutely should be the favorite in that. I mean, with the chemistry issues you have in Minnesota, it would certainly be a Herculean effort. Right. To think that you're going to go to L.A. as a seven-and-a-half-point dog, Minnesota. Minnesota is a seven-and-a-half-point dog going to L.A. And that number's 231. How are you a seven and a half point dog? That's crazy to me. That's uh, respect for LeBron. Crazy to me. I, I don't. I mean, that's all I can think of. And 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 again, the Lakers have been really good defensively since everybody kind of since D'Lo really got back going. You know, since it's been LeBron, AD, D'Lo, like. Austin, you know, Reeves has played more consistent rotation and they've let him be on the ball more, which I think has helped him. Yeah. Like, I just think that they're getting a lot more now. And I also think, call me crazy, but Malik Beasley has been a far better defender in LA than he was in, in Salt Lake. Got something to play for. Yeah. I, I think it'll be, I think it'll be really, yeah. you know, I think it'll be really interesting. Um, let's see. Kurt Peters says, Aaron, we all got opinions. All in good fun. It is all in good fun. Nothing's personal. 
I think salty probably. Not that it's personal. Salty drunk says, thanks for the great show, guys. I'm off to work. Hey, have a good day at work, man. Have a good day, bro. Appreciate you. Um, Let's see. Blew past the top. By which I always tell you, hey, the Monty Show this hour is presented by our good friends at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Make sure you use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza. At Papa Murphy's, we do more than just pizza. We do meatballs and marinara. Papa Murphy's does meatballs? Oh, oh, I think you mean I do the meatballs and marinara? And how do you do it, Dad? How do I do it? How do you do it? Well, we do it with savory ground beef covered Covered in tangy tangy marinara. That's how, honey. At Papa Murphy's, we make great pizza. And don't forget the meatballs. Order now at PapaMurphy's.com. Use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more. Uh, Zesty's Retro and Game says I super chatted. I hope you wiped after. Um, Team Lean. See what I'm saying? Uh, he said, do you see a cap on the number of teams in the Big 12? I do not. Nah. I do not. I, I mean, it, in this day and age, why would you cap anything? I mean, I, I just don't know, know why you would do that. Uh, all right, let's reset the landscape of the program presented by The Advocates, theadvocates.com, the best injury attorneys in the business. As always, The Advocates, where you never pay The Advocates until they win your case. So, there's no big, you know, retainers. There's no consultation fees. In fact, right now, go to theadvocates.com. You can chat with an attorney live online for free, 24 hours a day, seven days a week at theadvocates.com. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. I don't think there's any doubt. The biggest story in sports today is this Big 12 situation out of the New York Post. I mean, listen, we all know everybody listened to the Monty program. Hey, Monty. Right. New York Post reporting that Colorado could be the first Pac-12 member to jump to the Big 12. <clears throat> and if I had to put a percentage on it, I, I would not make I would not make Colorado the first to jump. I would probably more lean towards Arizona. But I think there is a lot of logic that goes into this conversation about whether or not uh, Colorado's that team that everybody thinks they are. And I think when you have Deion Sanders and you have all the momentum that Deion Sanders has right now at Colorado, their value certainly to the Big 12 is eyes on the television. Mm-hmm. There's no question about that. But that is also the same value of Colorado in the Pac-12. So my point is, I don't know that Colorado's ever been you know, a comfortable, hey, we're in with the guys in the Pac-12 team they've always felt like that outskirts team in the Pac-12 which isn't really going to help them frankly and I think the other part of this is money and exposure is what all of these football and basketball programs are about now academically certainly Colorado the University of Colorado brings up the academic bar in the Big 12 there's no doubt about that but it would seem with the changes that were made to accommodate Deion Sanders coming in to Colorado Jake that they would be more amenable um, to being flexible educationally I think, to get that bread and to get higher profile opportunities in the Big 12. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that the Big 12 offers them, uh, obviously, a much different circumstance than the Pac-12 does. And I think, you know, Deion Sanders has always been a guy who is on the forefront and is looking to, uh, you know, push the pace and push the envelope, if you will. And I think, 
you know, whether you want to look at, um, you know, how he runs his program, uh, how he did, like you said, got the educational standard at Colorado lowered a little bit to afford kids a better opportunity to get into his program at Colorado. Like Prime is willing to do what he needs to do to win football games. And, and I'm not saying that all of a sudden he's he's some amazing winner in the Pac-12, but I think when we look at the business side of this, rather than just the football games, I think Prime is elite. I think Prime is 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 understands that there are a number of things you have to do nowadays to be successful, whether it's, you know, video, whether it's, you know, operating a program a certain way. Like they're just he just goes about it in a way that I feel like aligns with how Brett Yormark goes about things. And I think that's why you're seeing some of this reporting in Colorado. Because yeah. they do have momentum. And by the way, they don't have much to lose by leaving the Pac twelve. I mean Honestly, like what what really do they have to lose? Like with Utah, hey, Utah's won the Pac-12. Like Utah's a, is a is a baller educational institution. Like okay, I guess I kind of get it with Utah. But with Colorado, dude, like make the jump uh and, and and build and allow Prime to help you further the Big 12. I mean, that if I'm Brett Yormark, that's what I'm looking at with this. Yeah, I totally agree and I I think the interesting conversation is what is Colorado's value in the grand scheme of things in the Pac-12? I don't think it's high, particularly. Uh, I would put Colorado behind Cal and Stanford, certainly. Um, absolutely, they're behind Washington, Oregon. I would think they would be behind Utah. But if we're talking Washington State, Colorado, or excuse me, uh, Oregon State, uh, Arizona, Arizona State, I would think they would be behind Arizona State. Is Colorado more valuable than Arizona? I wouldn't think so just on basketball alone in sports. Yeah. Right? I would think they would not be. I would put Colorado brand value in the lower third of the of the Pac-12. Brand value in the Big 12, I would probably put them somewhere middle of the table. Right? They're certainly not going to be a Texas Tech. They're certainly not going to be an Okie State. But is Colorado as valuable as a K-State? Well, not right now because K-State seems to be winning everything. Mm -hmm. So... I think the value of Colorado today is Deion Sanders. I think the buzz, the electricity, the excitement around Buffalo's football, I think the Buffs' value right now is Deion Sanders. And I'm okay with that. If I'm Colorado, I'm okay with that. If it gets me more money and more reach and more academic opportunities, hell yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fine to do that. And I do think that it is, uh, again, I want to make this very clear, I think it's really, really gonna take something horrendous from Brett Yormark, or excuse me, from George Klyavkov. It'll mm -hmm. take a terrible TV deal from George Klyavkov to get any of these schools to move right now. Right. I, I just think if it's under 20 million, I think you're going to lose half the conference. Yeah. I mean, I just, I just don't think that's sustainable. That's the problem. Like I would agree. Like I, and it's really unfortunate because you know, the PAC 12 is in this position where you can't just bring any TV deal, but you also don't have a million partners who want your product. That's and the I problem. I think that Brett Yormark has effectively leveraged every revenue stream that he had available to him in the big 12. Yeah. And again, I, I, I know a lot of people tell me I'm stupid about the Rucker park thing. I think the Rucker park thing is massive because again, if Deion Sanders is in the big 12 and now you bring coach prime and his magnetic presence in black communities and you put him in center court in Rucker park, is that a big deal in that community? Yeah. I, I would say, yeah, it is. And even, yeah, listen, even if, like even if Prime is is not there for Colorado football per se, 
But if Prime can be there representing the Big 12 and just representing his institution and, like, that matters. See, anytime you see Deion Sanders wearing Colorado gear in the community, that is good news for your conference. That is really good news for your conference. And and that's why I say the people who say the Rucker Park deal is dumb just don't understand the, the value of those communities in the history of that basketball court and the guys who have played on that basketball court. You're talking about like modern day names, Kobe and, and KD played on that court, man. Dude, if you YouTube search KD Rucker Park, oh it's God. one of the most iconic street basketball videos on YouTube. Like Rucker Park has massive history. And that's why I say, dude, you have to understand that that Brett Yormark is an innovator. Deion Sanders is an innovator. And that's why I feel like they are attracted to each other. Yeah, and I think obviously Prime's going to have to win. I mean, 100%. If, yeah. If, if we're truth telling about this situation, Dion's got to win. I mean, it, it is, this is all cool and, and whatnot. And I, I, I again tell you, that's why I think if you're Colorado, if you're Arizona, Arizona State, um, you got to jump before football season. Mm hmm. Colorado, if Colorado wants to go back to the Big 12, they've got to do it before football season because it's going to be a rough road this year. And you're saying, just because I just, earlier in the show, we kind of clarified this, and I think people get confused. You're talking about before football season of next year. No, I'm talking about football season right now. This contract, and let's get this right, because a lot of, I don't know why this is so confusing to people. The current deal in the, the Pac-12 TV situation doesn't expire for another year and three months now. It expires July 1st of 2024. But look at what USC and UCLA did. Did they wait for July 1st of 2024 to say, hey, we're out? No, they didn't. They did that last fall. If you're Colorado, I think you're never going to have a higher value than you have right now, right? Like this summer, you'll never have a higher value, right? If you are Colorado and you are, and, and we don't know this, right? But we've heard that there are several teams that are dead set on getting to the Big 12. Mm -hmm. Colorado and Arizona, we hear that the most. So let's Best. go with Colorado, now in the New York Post, right? If Colorado wants to be in the Big 12, they need to do that before July. I would tell you before kickoff. July 1st of next year is an irrelevant date. Stop letting people fantasize you with that date. July 1st of 2024 is a meaningless date when it comes to who's jumping and who's going where. That's just the date that they can officially make their move. If you are Colorado, you want to get to the Big 12 before this football season kicks off, this upcoming football season in September. And why is that? Because your luster is not going to be great. It's going to come off the stone because they're going to lose a lot of games. Their schedule at Colorado is absolutely testicle exploding. <laughs> like it is, dude. They're scheduling. We've talked about this a lot, right? We've um, talked about this. Um, Colorado has, yeah. I think, arguably, arguably, one of the most difficult schedules in the country. When you look at, at TCU, Nebraska, Colorado State, at Oregon, those are your first four games. Now, I don't know about you, but Matt Rule's coming for day Matt Rule's not going to Matt, Matt Rule's not going to Nebraska to lose. They're going to be far better. And he's had a far longer run up than Prime has, right? I think TCU's a loss, Nebraska's a loss. Maybe they beat Colorado State. 
At Oregon, that's a loss. USC, that's a loss. At Arizona State, they got a chance to win that game, right? We know that Dillingham's got a lot of turnover. He's got like 76 quarterbacks on that roster right now. Mm. He's going through it. But that gets you to October. And the only games that you're like, yeah, they'll win that game, Colorado State and Arizona State. Now, much to this idiot's point over here. Stanford? Stanford is the 13th of October. Okay, try to stay with me. You're now in the first week of October, and you're you're going to Arizona State. Mm-hmm. That's a must win. You have to beat Arizona State because I think that's your second win of the season. Now, this idiot over here, as I was trying to insult him, interrupted me. You're a believer that they're going to win games they shouldn't win. I think they will win one game they shouldn't win. Which I game think- is it? I mean, I think Nebraska is an opportunity. I agree with you, though. I don't think a guy like Matt Rule goes to Nebraska to suck. That's for sure. So you know that game is going to be tough. But if I'm looking at this schedule, L U U C L A. I don't think so. I, I think, think you, they're going to UCLA is way better than you. I think UCLA is always is always going to lose a game they should win. I think that's one. The only other game that that I'm looking at on this schedule, dude. I see Colorado State to win. Stanford's probably a win. That Arizona game mm-hmm. is at home. That's a game you should probably win. I think Oregon State's going to be one of the top five teams in the conference. Yeah. Really top three teams. Yeah. You're not beating them. The Palouse is an awfully difficult place to play. I, I see four wins on the schedule. Frankly, you're not beating TCU. Stop it. Right? So I see Colorado State, Stanford, Arizona State is the game I think they will win on the road. And... I want to say Arizona. I think that's I I I think four wins. Yeah, I think on paper four wins is is where it's at. But but I I wonder. You know the only other thing that I that I think is worth mentioning is just obviously the injury factor. I mean, who the hell knows? Like like Cam Rising, just as an example, mm-hmm. right? Like Cam Rising's coming off a knee. Who knows what he's going to be mm-hmm. like? But you know Utah's always good for a, a, a one of the best defenses in the conference. So good luck, right? Yeah. Like you know you look at. SC is an interesting example. They're probably going to kick the living hell out of you, right? They're probably putting up 50 on you at least. But how good, like, is is Shador Sanders someone who is bottom of the conference? Or is he mid? Is he is he a mid-tier quarterback that gives you one or two games a year where he lit the world on fire and now all of a sudden, you know, everyone thinks he's perfect? Like, what? that's what I'm saying. That's Those are the unknowns in this program right now. Like, you don't know, hey, like, what... What is Prime's offense going to be like? Are you going to be, you know, are you going to be a pass first West Coast style team? Are you going to be like, are you going to be a run first, you know, traditional kind of team that play actions? Like, what are you going to be? That's what I think we just don't know. And you look at the pack and it's tough. Yeah. I think, listen, if they, if they can be just looking at this schedule, if they can somehow beat Nebraska. Colorado, you got to win the Colorado State game. Have to, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. nothing to talk. That's a rivalry game. You got to win that game. So let's give them Nebraska two wins. Okay. They're not beating Oregon. No. Nope. They're not beating USC. Nope. Dude, Arizona State. That's a swing game, dude. Arizona, like I, I, my. Okay. Instinct... Let's get. Let's give it to them. Okay. Fine. Three wins. Okay. Okay. Stanford. Okay. Let's give it to them. Four wins. Yeah. UCLA probably not. Oregon State, definitely not. Arizona. Yeah. Give that to them. 
Do you think you give them Arizona? Yeah, you're much higher on Arizona than I am. I'm not an Arizona fan at all. Dude, Arizona, yeah, okay. Four wins, right? Because we're giving them Nebraska, Colorado. We're giving them Arizona State. And now we're giving them Arizona. Are you giving them Washington State or Utah? No, neither of those. I don't think you're going to oh, Washington so State. So now right? we've been gifting them wins, and it's four, right? Because you give them Arizona. You give them Stanford. Arizona State and Colorado, and then you throw in Nebraska. That's five max. Right. I can't see you getting to six wins. Well, we'll see. I, 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 Nebraska certainly. Listen, if you look at the schedule, are there opportunities? Sure, absolute. Nebraska is an opportunity. I, I mean, every game's an opportunity because I agree with you. You're going to have some freak factor on that roster because athletically, they're going to be a lot more athletic than some some of the teams are going to face. But you don't have any idea what Matt Rule's doing at Nebraska. We don't know. We don't know what that looks like, right? I mean, it is. I think after you lose two straight games to Oregon and USC, that Arizona State game all of a sudden is like it's a big okay. Deal. Let's see how. Let's see how. Uh, let show me length and girth now, right? Like that's that's what. Stay hard. Length and I said length. Right, length, and, length and girth. Right, right. Okay, I'm just saying. I think that's the game. You want to show me who you are? Let's see them beat Arizona State after two straight losses. Because I think that's going to be really interesting. Really, really interesting. Stubby says, the fact that Dave Aranda came into Baylor and there was no drop-off tells me that Matt Rule was overrated there. Maybe he was. Or there was an awful lot of talent there and Dave Aranda's a hell of a coach. Because I'm not the guy that's willing to rip another guy to make another guy feel better. What I know is that Matt Rule was a hell of a college coach. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, Kurt Peters agreed Nebraska is an opportunity. Certainly it is. Uh, Gary says Colorado goes 6-6 six and six at best. I think if they go 6-6, six and six, put him in the, the fucking college football Hall of Fame. Put Deion just, I mean, just, just he's the coach of the year. I will, I will bring in my daughters to procreate. If they go 6-6, six and six, I don't have any daughters, by the way. If they go 6-6, six and six, you know, I, that would be a miracle. I, I don't like because where's where's the other wing going to come from? I think you don't know where it's going to come from right now. That's the thing with Prime. You have to you have okay. to respect the fact that the guy, at least at a minimum, is a good coach. Can he can he win championships? Can he win the Pac-12? I don't know. I don't know. But what do we know? We know that he can inspire his players. We know that his guys play their ass off for him. We know that he's running a really strict discipline program, so you're not going to hear about Jalen Carter SRT incidents in his program. Like you're not going to hear okay, about that. Well, where's the home? Because it's got to be a home game. They win. has to be, yeah. Because you'll get somebody at elevation. Like okay, so Nebraska, okay, Colorado State. Well, probably already gave you those two. USC. Yeah, I just don't. I, I you think, can play that game uh, yeah. at a. You can put that game on top of Kilimanjaro. You're not beating USC. There's no way. Yeah. There's no flipping yeah, I way. Agree with that. Okay, we gave them Stanford already. Oregon State. That's a tough one, bro. Oregon State's good good team. Really good team. But hey, I mean, you know, I don't know. I, I think you can speculate on their schedule all day. You can. I'm just telling you. Dude. And I guess this is where we're a little different. I I my instinct tells me that, you know, Deion Sanders is a good coach. He is. Like I don't know but if he's you Lincoln say Riley that. good. You, but, and this is where we've always disagreed on this shit. You say he's a great coach. I'm telling you he's untested. He's unproven. Yep. 
He's untested and unproven. And I agree what he did at Jackson State was unbelievable. His ability to inspire people, his ability to motivate people, his ability to have them mentally right, mm-hmm. elite. But at this level, it's about taking two and threes and turning them into four and fives. It's about taking a kid who's on the cut line and making him a contributor. That's the greatness of Lincoln Riley or Kyle Whittingham or, you know, you, you look at the, the, the success that the football coaches in this country have. It's because they see it and they can fix it and the kid gets it. It's the bottom line. It's why Kyle Whittingham taking kids from offense to defense. You're taking your quarterback and making him a safety and Chase Hansen comes to mind. Right? I, like that's the that's the question. And the other question is, what are you gonna do about running the football in, in Boulder? Because all of this is for not. If you can't run the ball and stop the run, because that's been two of their biggest problems. And by the way, the other guy that I need an answer on is Travis Hunter. Travis Hunter was a a, a phenomenal two-way player at Jackson State. Is Travis Hunter a two-way player at Colorado? I think that's asking an awful lot. An awful lot. And I don't disagree. I don't even know if you're kidding, Truck Stop Gumby. I think Arizona's better than Colorado. But you got to find wins somewhere, right? And that game, I believe, is in Boulder. So, look, I, I just think that, yeah, I don't know. Michael Atencio says, we like being an underdog. Okay. Well, what number are you? Um, Stubby, 1080. It was a joke. I was relaxed. I was well, he doesn't know what his number is because he still has to earn it in the program, you know? Because <laughs> he don't get numbers yet on prime time. Please. Uh, Stubby says, TCU loses a ton, but they do have a returning uh, quarterback that's proven and they recruit decently. I think uh, I think I would call TCU a loss. Yeah, he's saying they're going to lose to TCU. So wait, let me, you think it's going to be close then? I think I would call TCU a loss. Okay. Sonny, it's, okay. You know who Sonny Dykes is, right? You've heard of him? Are you serious right now? What are you talking about? Atencio says, CU battled TCU until the second half, but they made adjustments in C. Okay. That's cool. Zesty's Retro in Games says, how many do you think Kansas wins this year? I have no idea. I have not looked at, I have not looked very much at Kansas football. Couldn't tell you. I would, I would give them at least 500 because they played very well this year and they're only going to get better. Uh, Scott Kinnebrew. Kinnebrew. Kinnebrew? Scott Kinnebrew. Hi, Scott. Uh, CU didn't have much talent, and it got worse since Dion took over. No, it did not get worse. No, it is not gotten worse. I would disagree with that. I think I think in, in incredibly important skill positions, they've gotten better, namely the quarterback. Their defense, their secondary is very good. Yeah, Their secondary is going to be good. They're going to turn the ball over back there. The question is, can they stop the run? What does their D-line and their linebackers look like? That's been a, a problem for seven years at Colorado. Seven years. Uh, and can they run the ball? Because they have not been able to run the ball recently in recent times. So, you know, that, that, those are always going to – he's going to be able to throw the ball down the field. I think they're going to be able to control the passing offense in most games. The question is, can they stop from giving up, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 yards on second down? Because a lot of people can stop the run. They can limit the run the three, four yards on first down. Do you have the balls? Do you have the talent to stop the run on second down? Yeah. That's the biggest question. Truck stop Gumby three. The Oregon State University is under the radar team. Again, totally agree. Yep. 
Totally agree. Totally agree. Uh, 1984, a member of the program says, what are Dion? Well, that would be a, he's a football coach, man. Yeah, you know. Uh, make sure you join the channel. We always read our, uh, our members' comments first, like Kurt Peters. The way he's recruiting year two is going to show what he will actually be, good or bad. Totally agree. Totally agree. Uh, how good are Deion Sanders' assistant coaches? He has an elite staff. I mean, if you if you look at his um, if you look at his staff, his staff like Trevor Riley is a very interesting example. Right. Um, if you look at his staff, Tim Brewster, um, Gary Harrell, um, Kevin Mathis, Dennis Thurman. I mean, like he's got a an incredible coaching staff. Yeah. Like it is from top to bottom. Um, Sean Lewis, I think, is very good. Uh, Charles Kelly, who is a, a Nick Saban disciple in the secondary, is very good. Nick Williams on the D-line um, has huge program experience. Um, my question will more be, um, where's Tim Brewster at tight end? That's the question that I have. What is Tim Brewster's role in the offense? Because he's not just a tight ends coach. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see what Tim does. But again, Gary Harrell, I think, is is, is a proven offensive contributor. Andre Hart, um, the linebacker coach, um, has been, I think, has been really good. Kevin Mathis, obviously, uh, I think he's been with Prime. This will be his fourth season with Deion Sanders. Um, I think we already know what Dennis Thurman's defense did at Jackson State. Just system. And this is one of the things in your favor, by the way, on this Dion's a good coach thing. Right. Systematically, they were better than anybody they saw. Just from a system standpoint, Jackson State, if you paid attention to that at all, Jackson State was a far better, just a system yeah. than everybody else. There, there was, there's no doubt about that. So, I mean, I, I just, I'm telling you now, um, you look at the coaching staff and I agree I think their staff is really solid. I think top to bottom. And the, and the thing is, Dion knows what he doesn't know, which is what I really appreciate about guys. Um, and you look, at, you look at Willie Taggart and Mike Zimmer. I mean, those are real-world experienced guys. Mike Zimmer, I think, is an incredibly important voice in Dion's ear. Yeah. I mean, I, I just don't know. Willie Taggart's I, got good experience too. Willie Taggart does. And again, you just look at the key positions. Just look at the key positions. And I don't see how you're not excited about that. Yeah, I really, I, guess I just, I, I, I don't know. I don't want to say outlandish stuff, but I just, I guess I believe in him more than a lot of people do. You do. So <laughs> far more, far more. I just, I think. The biggest question is, if we're being honest, does Hunter is Hunter like a is Hunter a Heisman Trophy prospect? Is he an offensive guy or a defensive guy? I would guess Prime's going to have him play two ways, wouldn't you? I would guess. But let's see. It means nothing until you get out there. Yeah. It means nothing until there's somebody on the other side of the field, because that's when it matters. You know, like it is. Yeah. It matters you know, what you do on the field, not in practice. I agree. Are you feeling better? Because last time you wound up, last time we talked about this, um, Jake wound up lying on the floor um, and crying in the fetal position. Right. So. Stop crying like a little girl. You know. Oh, you're correct. Willie Taggart did not take the job. He went to the Ravens. My bad, Lamont. 
Thank you for catching that. C. Kaufman says, Dan is a wait and see how he does, coach. He is. He is. Uh, Kurt Peters, you bring that much talent at coaching. How do you not improve? You improve. You yeah, improve. but how much? I don't know. I think he's worth a couple of wins a year. The staff is worth a couple of wins a year. Now, the, uh, again, you have to have a quarterback. Is Shador Sanders is Shador Sanders one of the best quarterbacks? Is he is he top half in the Pac-12? He's got the he's got top half arm talent. It's going to be whether he can read a defense and understand what they're trying and to do. And what's the offensive line look like? Yeah, yeah, because that's the thing. Because again, I, I'm the guy that believes people will just come to Colorado to play football because they want to be around prime. I, I honest to God, everybody got all pissed when he prayed with his players. Prayed with his players. Parents will send their kids to Colorado to pray with Dion. I mean, it's it's almost a certainty. It is what it is. You know? Yep. But right now, I don't know where you rank Deion Sanders as far as coaches, and I don't see Shador Sanders as, as a world beater in as far as Pac-12 quarterbacks go. Yeah, I mean, I think he has a lot to prove. There's no doubt. I think, again, like, you know, Witt and Riley are obviously 1A, 1B. You know, I put Witt ahead of Lincoln Riley because he's Lincoln's lost both times. So I don't know how. Well, I don't know how you wouldn't put Witt ahead. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how. I you, think Kyle Whittingham is the best coach in the Pac-12. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how how it's any other way, but you know, I think I think Lincoln Riley's coming, and I think that that you know, you look at you look at Prime, and I I think Prime has massive potential. I think you know, again. I, I think that Prime, the things he's already doing better, I think he's already doing a better job telling his story than anybody else in the Pac-12. And I don't care that it's USC. They're not doing as good a job as Prime is doing. And I think that on its own, even if they suck, even if they are a one-loss team, people are still going to tune in. And I can tell you this, if they are a really bad team, let's say they're a two, three-win team. Let's say they never even come close to six wins people will be even more intrigued because they do suck and they want to know how he's going to dig out of that. All right, number one quarterback in, in the Pac-12 is... Caleb Williams, Caleb not even Williams. close, dude. Number two, I would probably, and you could disagree with me, I would go Bo Nix or Penix. I, probably Penix, but, you know. Okay, so Bo Nix would be yeah, third. Yeah, Bo Nix would be third, yeah. Cam rising fourth. He's got to stay healthy. Yeah, right? the knee with Cam is kind of concerning, but yeah, just on paper, yeah. Then I think it's everybody else because I am not, and I know that I am the only one apparently who covers a Pac-12. That the, I don't, I don't believe in DJ Uyunglele until I see it. And this is my one question about Oregon State: What does Uyunglele look like this year? Because I think I'd probably take Cam Ward ahead of of DJ. I think I would probably take. Shador Sanders or DJ Uyunglele? I think that's a really close. I think you got to take DJ just because of the 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 Clemson experience and you know being. Which, but he got embarrassed. At well, I know he got embarrassed, but at least he's played against the competition. That okay, Jaden Delora or DJ Uyunglele? Probably Jaden, honestly. Jaden Delora or Shador Sanders? Man, I'm telling you, I think once you get past. See, maybe I overbelieve in Cam Ward. And I, I freely admit yeah. I could be too much on that. I think once you get past Cam Rising, it just, it's just must a, a, everybody's together. But isn't it the conference? I mean, that's the conference. Well, like you have you have four good teams is. and that's it. It is. It is. And I, I think it's why I'm so surprised that Penix came back. 
Now, if you look at the top of the draft board, right? What are you? We're going to get probably four QBs in the top twenty. Probably. Well, we might get four QBs in the top ten, depending on what happens with Levis and his freaking milk phobia. <laughs> but I mean, it, you look at the top of the NFL draft board. Maybe this is why, and most people believe this is why Michael Penix Jr. came back. Right? That's why he came back. My point is, okay, so if 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 we know the top four in the league. Right, and I think if Cam's healthy, he can be top three. You're right. I think he can really push into that top three. But the question is, where's Shadour Sanders when it comes to Jaden Delora? Like in the comment section, Jaden Delora or Shador Sanders? Because man, I think after what I saw to Jaden Delora last year, I saw some really good things. I saw some things to be really fucking excited about for Arizona football, and I think Arizona football is going to be better than anybody thinks they are. But I look at, and this is, again, when we talk about upsets for Chiboy at Colorado, <coughs> I think Oregon State's one of those teams you could look at because DJ Uyunglele, I think, it was remarkably tragic at Clemson. He was. And look, I know they built that program on NIL, like the name, image, and yeah. likeness of Jesus. Right. We built this program on right. NIL in God's name, image, and likeness. And look, now that now that he has risen, I'm sure you know. I, I'm sure that Jesus Christ is going to tour all of the campuses. This, this we really did in the spring football season. I'm sure of it. And he'll go to Prime first. He prays with the kids. But my point is. I don't even know what to say to that. I mean, that's, you know. You know. These people going to heaven. I don't even know. Like, anyway, Brandon, uh, Brandon Butler, my guy. What's up? Good to see you, dude. Uh, Cam Rising is top two if he's healthy. 2-0 and versus Caleb. Can't disagree. But he can't stay healthy. And your best ability? Your availability. And by the way, Caleb Williams did what he did with no defense. Uh, Gary, well... Some defense. Uh, no. Everyone said the same thing about Penix. Watch out for DJU this year. But we've already seen it. We've already seen it, right? Like, we, I think when Penix broke out, nobody knew who Penix was. When he really got good, nobody thought he would be this good. Nobody thought he would be this what good. What the fuck are you? We know who DJ Uyunglele is. Now, is it because he was replacing massive forehead guy? Could be. Hey, look here, man. Could be. Could be. That's a t those are tough helmets to fill when your forehead's that big, Trevor Lawrence. But I'm a man. <laughs> my point is, maybe he, maybe Clemson was just too bright for him. Are you telling me that Oregon State is less than Clemson? Certainly it is. But you just got a new new building. You're coming off of the best program season that program's had in a decade. Program. Come on now. Come on now. Come on now. Yeah. I, I'm not buying that for a second. I'm not. Brandon Butler says, been here all day, bro, throwing fire. My bad. I'm a terrible person. Your thumbnail says you know who is leaving first. Same player, CU and U of A. Ryan Fair, that's unfair. See what he did there. See what, I, see what I, We're talking Pac-12 football uh, because the New York Post says Colorado could be the first to jump to hey guys. Pac-12. Prime time. So then after that, we all kind of got in and said that Prime was, you know, they were going to be terrible in year one and going to be yeah. a two-win team. And you know, Nathan Brown says, UA greater than – stop. You think Arizona's – I think Arizona is a must-win for Colorado. If dude who's on the team whose name I can't remember right now is going to be right, Atencio, you're going to have to beat Arizona. Yeah, I, yeah. There's, I mean, there's just no doubt When's about that. When's the last that. time Arizona was impressive in anything? 
Well, last year they were impressive at times in football. I mean, it, they're in, and they, you know, truck stop Gumby says massive forehead guy, Trevor Lawrence. Look at the size of that thing. You yeah. Can you know, the guy that played here. for Pervin Meyer, that guy. <laughs> I love every time you say that. I do. I absolutely do. Truck stop Gumby, Delora for the Pac-12 experience. I agree. I'm telling you, I am telling you, there is. I think this is going to be a year of quarterbacks in the Pac-12. Because you have so many guys who have so much to prove. How about that? Michael Penix Jr. should not have come back. Cam yeah. Rising should have come back. Yeah. Absolutely should have come back. Caleb Williams wouldn't have come back, but he has to come back. Won the Heisman. Right? You look at Penix, and then you look at, it, you look at Bo's dick, and I think... Excuse me. What? I I'm sorry. Who is that? Bo Dick. Okay, I don't know who Bo Dick is. He's a basketball player at Kansas. Hiscock. Okay. No. Okay. I need a dick. You look at Bo Nix and that thigh. Um, I need a dick in me. <laughs> anyway, Holden my point my is, dick. Holding my dick. Uh, you look at Bo Nix. I don't think Bo Nix can do what he did last year. I think he goes down. Mm -hmm. Well, I've heard that about him. But, <laughs> you know, uh, um, you know. Doesn't get much worse than the Georgia experience last year. Ooh, speaking of being down, I mean, my God. Hugh Janus. Like, that was a Dude. PDH. Talk um, about a pipe job. Jesus. <laughs> uh, I think Bo Nix is overrated, and I think he will come back to earth. He should not have gone in the NFL draft because I don't think he's an NFL quarterback. It is what it is. Um, so I think it's going to be interesting, and I think if Cam Rising gets hurt again, Kyle Whittingham has backstopped that two, three different ways. Because I think there's tremendous depth at quarterback now. So I think this conference is set up to have a massive season. I do. And I'm, I'm here for it because, you know, uh, it was Grady Dick. Well, I don't grate anybody's dick. Uh, I, Whatever. You know, I know it's Grady Dick. We spent was, like a, the, 20 minutes. See, you're late because you, you know. Grady, we talked about. Hiscock. You go. <laughs> we did talk about. Hiscock. We did. I'm not even kidding. Waves in opposition. Uh, Brandon Butler says Prime is not going to outcoach Kyle Lincoln. CU doesn't have enough talent to coach up to beat the top teams. I agree. But the question is, can they make a living on the low teams? No. He's knocking on the door, dude. No, he's not. Yeah, he is. Shut up. Raider Mark says, I don't have better luck finding Bigfoot than the Pac-12. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that Bro. was awesome. That was awesome. Uh, Cam needs to throw more. Well, that's not Kyle's style. But hey, look at me. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I, I just, I don't know. That's just my opinion. I'm excited for football. I truly am. Screw and Lincoln Riley. Okay. Hey, guys, don't forget to hit the like button. And also, don't forget to <laughs> click the link to get your free Bucked Up Energy Samples. Bucked Up, the official energy partner of the Monty Show. I tell you every day on this program, my friends, Bucked Up Miami, let's yeah. go! Every Maverick Program. location across the great states of Utah, Utah, you can now get Bucked Up brand new. The newest product at Maverick is Bucked Up Energy. Hook yeah. it up. Get to your local Maverick and make sure you get Miami. Tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. Um, but listen, the other thing I want you to do is experience the greatness that is bucked up because not only do their, uh, energy drinks, their supplements, like their pre-workouts, their BCAs, um, their greens, all of it, it tastes so good, but it also works 
really well. Their products are effective. And you can read the labels and you can feel good about it because you know they're a local Utah company, you know they're great entrepreneurs, but here's a question I always ask you. Are you gonna buy a product repeatedly and become a loyal supporter of Bucked Up Energy if it doesn't work? You're not, and they know that, and that's why they have the best ingredients to get you the best outcome, the best yes. performance. And I could tell you, I was at the gym yesterday, bench pressing with Mrs. Monty, doing the landmine press with what Mrs. Monty, bitch? and I had taken my LFG, and I had my racked BCAs. It tastes good, and it works. It was one of the best workouts I've had. Do you even lift? I did leg day on Saturday. Phenomenal, and I felt so much better. I'm losing weight. I'm lifting more. I'm lifting longer. Hey, baby. And it's all because I've made this transition to Bucked Up and all of their supplements and products. Go get them for free. Don't take my word on it. Don't spend your money. Go get the free samples in the description below on our YouTube channel, on our, our uh, podcast. God bless you all who listen on Spotify. Click the link for free samples. Three free samples, a free shaker cup. You can customize the color right now in the description below. Okay, a couple more comments. And then we have to get to microwave popcorn screwing you. <laughs> okay, uh, let's see. Uh, Michael Peck says, great content today, guys. Appreciate you, Michael. Yeah, I appreciate you. Zesty too. says, how many teams you see CU beating in the Big 12? No, we're not. We're, no. I don't know. We got time for all that. No idea. We'll look into I mean, that the bottom. Too, I, I mean, I think certainly, I mean, you're adding four new teams, the Houston's, the, although I think Houston's probably more ready-made, but Central Florida, BYU, Cincinnati. BYU, perfect, in my opinion, perfect comparable, right? We've got coaching turnover. You've got some, some loss in recruiting. I feel like they're pretty even with BYU. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. 1984 says, is Bucked Up going to start selling six-packs? Well, when they're two for four, you can get a six-pack. Yeah. Did you know right now at Harmons, at Maverick, at uh, Walmart, uh, you can get bucked up two for $4, which is amazing. Yeah, it's a good deal, dude. It is a good deal. Get your Miami, man. Get it. Yep, it's I agree. freaking bomb. Yep, I agree. Uh, Truck Stop Gumby says, truer words have never been spoken. We agree. Ryan Fair, Zesty, nobody needs them to win day one. Their academics shore up the conference. KU and Iowa State can be the only solid academics. Well, there is that. Mm. I mean, adding, and we talked about that earlier as well, makes a big difference. Um, let's see. Kehalani L says LMFAO. Okay. You know. Who the uh, fuck is that guy? Gary says Grizzlies game this Friday. Let's go. Hey, let's go. Let's go, go. Let's go. Season's almost done here, man. They're pushing for the playoffs. Yeah, let's go. Uh, um, you have tickets already, Gary? Always happy to hook you up. Uh, Geoff says, first you tell me I can't have charred meat. Now popcorn stops ruining my off, life. Bro. This really right, upset let's me, Let's get into it. Yeah. So Jake sent me an article last night. Yeah. Mainly because he knows I'm fat and he hates me. And Jake, what did the article say? Five reasons why you shouldn't eat good old microwave popcorn. Number one, the bag is lined with chemicals. Quote, ever wonder how all that crazy butterness stays inside the bag <laughs> without leaking? My wife asks me that all the time. Yeah. How do you get that crazy buttery sensation? Meat PFAs, a class of synthetic <laughs> chemicals commonly used in food packaging. Package. So that's number one. Number two, you can get something called popcorn lung, right? Speaking of chemicals, that glorious popcorn butter lung? flavor 
and color that we love so much is completely fake. It's a complex chemical concoction that often contains uh, diacetyl, which according to Dr. Lee, basically been listed as poison. Number three, it also contains saturated fat. Number four, the sodium levels are through the roof. And number five, it's just as easy to pop it yourself. That's right. You can avoid all of this. Just get popcorn that you pop yourself. It's not that difficult. In other words, it's Chick-fil-A. Basically. The bag has always been a... Now, I, I will be honest. In high school, I ate microwave popcorn Like all the time, all the time, right? Like it was a thing. I mean, all the yeah. time. And it smells good. Yeah, dude. But it's terrible for you. It's te- like who here eats microwave popcorn? Uh, Tanner Plummer says popcorn lung. Once again, I just ate some microwave popcorn 10 minutes ago. It's been nice knowing you, kid. Yeah, dude. Have a nice day. Uh, Ryan Fair says microwave popcorn always tastes like plastic to me. Well, and now you know why. Gary says fat. Yeah, exactly. Zion yeah, dude, Williamson a... loves him some microwave popcorn. Fat! Fat! Uh, Ryan Fair says everyone is huffing popcorn bags now. Is this the new TikTok trend? Yeah, we've moved on from Tide Pods. <laughs> the Chinese started a trend of fucking popcorn bag huffing. Stupid TikTok. Wuhan popcorn. God damn it. Uh, Matt Morell. Matt Morell. I'm going to call you Morell until you tell me that's wrong. Can't get bucked up in Missouri. Sure you can. Shame. Shame. Uh, Matt, go and get the uh, a get the free samples. Yeah. Shop online, but you can order it from Walmart. Walmart.com. Ship it right to your door. I think it's also on Amazon. I believe it. Uh, bucked up is on, uh, bucked up energy is on Amazon. Let uh, me confirm or deny this. Could be wrong. Uh, McKinnon Tech Dan, my guy. What's up? Good to see you. Uh, McKinnon Tech Dan. Uh, our, yeah, bucked uh, up is on Amazon. Hell like, just yeah. a lot. What I tell you. Uh, gotta pop regular kernels in the microwave and put the real butter on Damn it. Damn right you do. Like, see, I don't, just don't think that's that difficult. No. This is the avocado conversation, right? But what about the, the popcorn Mrs. Monty likes? The slim popcorn in the bag. Oh, uh, oh my God, dude. I bro. can't remember what it's called. You oh, know. I know exactly what you're... Skinny Pop. Skinny Pop, yep. Uh, Gary says Costco popcorn for the win. Yes. Capazzo, what's up? You got to die sometime. Might as well enjoy that popcorn. Yeah. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Love that. Let's go somewhere. Uh, truck stop Gumby. I got some microwave kettle corn standing by. (laughs) Exactly. Teddy Wayman, uh, the tile king of Jutta. Says, I'll just stick to smoking. Okay, LOL. we got to okay. talk about this, bro. So we all go to the, the jazz game on Saturday. Saturday. Yeah, Saturday. Saturday. Nice matinee game a little uh, earlier. The good, the good folks at Wayman Brothers uh, Construction. Love y'all. Uh, best contractors in Utah. Yeah. Uh, Teddy won our contest for 10,000 subscribers. We give away tickets all the time. To I'm stuff. for real. Uh, and we are going to do RSL. Go to an RSL match with us. Uh, Tanner is not allowed to win that because it would bring him joy. Y'all feel me? Uh, anyway, the point is, uh, I'm kidding. The point is, uh, Teddy won the tickets. So we go to the jazz game and the first half comes to an end. I think it was the first half, right? I believe so. Yes. And so I'm like, well, I'm going to go and get some. Cause at this time you were really hungry and you were famished and ready to kind of. Yeah. So I was going to go and get some almonds. almonds. Those, those great almonds, right? Yeah, the cinnamon almonds. And so we're walking around and we're, we're I'm like, all right, I'm going to go over here. And Alma Wayman, uh, the greatest contractor ever, is like, well, I'm going to go get a beer over here. And Teddy's like, yeah, I'm going to go outside and kill myself. 
Bro. Or, I mean, smoke. Bro, Sorry. What do you, bro, I got what that wrong. You? My bad. He said, I'm going to go outside and smoke. And I was like, you're killing yourself. He did not appreciate me saying that. And then he went outside and smoked. And we walked around the concourse. Now, to his credit, the cashews that wound up getting were probably just as bad as that cigarette. Catch me outside. How about that? But by the way, the Amex store at Vivint Arena. Dude. So good. So good. Yeah, dude. I think that the, the building is beautiful. I mean, I, Ryan Smith deserves all the credit in the world for okay, that, dude. Like, are you hitting the table? No, I don't think so. What's My monitor that? keeps shaking occasionally. And I, and I really, I don't know why. No, the last time I hit the table, you almost took my head off. So I've been trying to be more cognizant of not Do hitting the table. Do you see the thing shaking? That's that's flipping weird, dude. Anyway, the, the Monty goes. Yeah, the point is, so Teddy goes outside. Alma goes to Maxwell's. We walk around and we run into the Amex store. Go in the Amex store and they had everything you wanted there. Yes, they had that cheese and caramel popcorn. They had oh water. Oh my god, just like that. Was amazing. Yes, was absolutely amazing. You know that popcorn mix, right? Speaking of popcorn, you know the cheddar caramel. Not normal. in a microwave bag. Yeah, not in a you microwave know. bag. That's not killing you like eighty different ways. That's what I'm talking about. You know, though. it was good. It was very good. Um, let's see. Truck stop Gumby says it's an earthquake. Bro, Could did be. you just call us fat? Could be. I mean, fat. it is. I I would see. Look, bro. You uh, just you hit the table, bro. No, I did not. Yes, I just. I, what did I hit the table with? the with? arm of your chair, you turned, and it hit the table. Okay. I promise you. Maybe that's what it is. I will slide away because I'm telling you. I'm just telling you. <laughs> anyway, the point is, um, Jet Wayman says, bro, I wasn't upset at all. You were mad. You slammed that seat. Dude, I did not hit the fucking table. That time it didn't look like you hit the table. I'm telling you, I did not hit the table. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> you're such a cock oh my god brandon butler says uh pretty much everything you eat or enjoy is killing you thank you thanks dude really thank you thank you, thank you. Uh, it's that extra few years worth every day sucking from your denial worth sucking from your denial who the f is that food. guy drink good food tomorrow is not guaranteed well and i do have a colonoscopy on thursday how you feeling about that i'm not looking forward to the anesthesia dude i'm telling you i'm not I am not looking forward to the anesthesia. It is, admittedly, that would be a little nervy for sure. And now did you guys see they've lowered the recommended rate from 50 to 45, now to 42. 42. Hey, look at that. Matt Morrell. Oh, let's pull it out. Let's go. Yeah. Thank you, Matt. Appreciate you being here. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. Yeah, the colonoscopy is... Well, I'll be off on Wednesday. I am going to attempt... Oh, we, my bad. Two O's and lazy ass. Thank you. Um, I will attempt my best to do the show <coughs> on Thursday. <coughs> my, my colon router is at 7 a.m. And they told me I should be out of there by 8.30. Hugh Janus. Now, once I go home and everything kind of like squeezes back down. Yeah, it and it all kind of compresses and gets back to normal sizes. Yeah, my anus isn't hanging out my boxer shorts. Fat. Uh, I will. Bro, I the will. The on that is rough. It is rough. Hugh Janus. I will uh, do the show. I will attempt to do the show Thursday. Okay. Is that right there second from the bottom truck stop, Gumby? Does that say colonoscopy vlog? 
Bro, I'm not putting a 4K camera on my dude's butthole. That's not happening, bro. No, the nurse is going to do that. <laughs> bro. I, so I got it. If you guys get on TikTok, there's really good colonoscopy content. And it's fascinating. They stick this tube up your butthole. <laughs> and it's got electricity, water, air. It's got tools that will grab like oh you, you God, have these just like that. Oh. you have these little polyps up in your butthole <laughs> up in your rectum and your anus and Dude. your colon and your intestines and stuff <laughs> they have the ability to put a little hook out there a lasso they squeeze the polyp and use electricity to cauterize I'm it so bricked up right now right <laughs> you get a little you get a little prostate exam out of it dude but they they have the ability to they, they won't let you leave until you fart. Stay hard. Because they blow gas up your intestines. You, you have to fart now? Before you can leave. Because they fill your intestines up with air so that they, they're stretched so that they can see the lining of your intestines. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. Bro. I'm telling you, get on TikTok. Get on TikTok and just search colonoscopies. Because there's some shit on TikTok that'll blow your mind. Yeah. Like... What a what colon cancer looks like up in your bottle oh, no, is no, no. it's gnarly. <laughs> and I, I the other thing that that drives me crazy is watching these TikTok videos. And there's like people who are going through colon cancer. And every one of them is like, well, I saw a little blood in my poop, but I didn't think much of it because I eat spicy food. It's blood in your poop, dude. That's an issue. <laughs> you think, coach? If you have blood in your poop, go to the doctor it's immediately. Internal. Immediately go to your doctor yeah. because you're not supposed to have blood in your poop, right? Yeah. Oh, I ain't spicy food. So do I. I don't have blood in my poop. I think the other thing too that's really interesting is this, and you you talked about this a lot when Mrs. Monty went in for hers a couple months ago, that the doctors were very adamant that water intake uh, solves a lot of problems. Two things, fiber um, of both kinds, like... Oats, cereal, like high fiber, like I eat high fiber cereal every day for like the last decade. Yeah. Um, fruits, vegetables, got to have them. But you have to drink water. If you, one of the number one uh, intestine colon wrecking habits is not drinking water, right? Jake's drinking water right now, right? So I always have, and usually it's a bucked up cup, but I usually, I always have water. But Who's, why is it not a bucked up cup? Because you're saving because you like your bucked up cup so much, you're saving it for the prep. I am. It's Which, by the, the way, when does that start anyway? Wednesday morning. Okay, so the morning, uh, or no, the mor the day before the So procedure. here's here's what it looks like. The, yeah. you, it's all about laxatives, right? Because yeah. you need to walk into the, the doctor, the colonoscopy thing, and you need to be crapping clear water. L Do quite literally. literally. say that? Wow. Yes. You need, and it should have a little yellow in it from your bile. Right? Because your kidneys put bile in there. Yeah. And that's it. And so they will not do your colonoscopy if you do not clean yourself out. So they give you the whole recipe. You can drink clear liquids. It's a 24-hour fast. Yeah. So I will not eat a single piece of solid food from the time I wake up on Wednesday morning until the time I'm out of that place. I will not eat solid food. And I am using body armor because Mrs. Monty, my wife, had a colonoscopy back in the fall. Yeah. And she crushed it. Like the lady just crushed it. I'm so, she's such a hero. But she used the body armor, right? So that's what I'm going to use. And you need 28 ounces twice 
So you take these little tablets that are laxatives, uh-huh. and then you drink 28 ounces of liquid and Miralux, a bottle of Miralux. You just pour that shit in there. Yeah. And you drink that thing. And I think you have 40 minutes to drink the whole thing or something stupid like that. And then it just rips you apart. Dude. Yeah, bro. It just rips you apart. Are you at all worried about that process, the clearing out? Because that no. that's what everyone freaks out about, I feel like. No, nah, because I'm not going to work. That's why I'm not working Wednesday, because I am not going to be sitting here and sprinting upstairs to go take a dump. I'm not doing that. Yeah. So I am going to be at home on the couch, chilling and drinking this stuff, and I'm going to be pooping my life away. Yeah. And then Thursday morning at 3 a.m., I have to get up and drink 28 more ounces of that stuff. Bro. It's not good. Because when you go in there, your intestines have to be empty. You can have nothing but clear in there. Well, look, I mean, I, you know, you'll get through it. It'll be good. But I just, that's just tough. Yeah, it's brutal, dude. It is, uh, it is not good. Yeah. It is not good. And yes, everybody's correcting me about bile. It does come from your liver. Excuse me. Did Sorry, I say kidney? You did, but it's fine. It comes from your liver. Yeah. Um, Kurt Peters says it comes from your, no, it comes from your liver. My bad. I misspoke. Uh, Zesty's Retro and Games gives us $2 today. Watch the Pac-12 teams leave Wednesday afternoon. That would be amazing. Dude. That would be amazing. <coughs> Truck Stop Gumby just puts three emojis of toilets. Yeah, dude. C. Kaufman says, great showroom, guys. Appreciate that. McKinley Cutler said, my dad had his done a few months ago. By far, the worst part was the cleanse. It destroyed him. It's tough, dude. It's it not, is easy, not easy, dude. Nathan Case says, no one cares. Okay, well, so thanks get for the coming. hell out of here then. We'll see you later. Uh, Ryan Fair says, the VA makes you take a gallon jug. It's the worst. Man. Well, all I can, you guys listen. I know it's uncomfortable to talk about colonoscopies, and I know it's uncomfortable to talk about men's health. And what's well, that? Or you get colon cancer. Yeah, and you die. Because these little polyps that they find, like Ryan Reynolds is probably the, the most famous now. Two months ago, they did a, a vlog of him getting his colonoscopy. They found two polyps in his intestines. And what they do is they clip these out, and they're not cancer. What they are is these little polyps, they clip them out, and if you clip them out, they're non-cancerous. If you leave them there, they become a tumor and they become colon cancer. That's how colon cancer happens. Yeah. These little polyps, you don't get a colonoscopy, you ignore the symptoms, and all of a sudden you have colon cancer. Whereas if you get these polyps cut out or you detect adv- polyps in advanced stages, usually it's very treatable. Yeah. But we're so insecure about going to get a colonoscopy and we don't want to you know, go through the prep and... I'm going to do this prep. I'm going to go through this colonoscopy, and hopefully I'm not going to have to do it again for another five years. Yeah. But I'm Which 50 is kind now. Of, this is a nice thing. It's it's not every single year. It's not, you know. Yeah. It's every five years now. That's right. And it it's to me, it's worth it. It's worth it. Yeah. It's worth it. It is. It's just me. I think it's one of those things where you you have to do it. And I know people don't like talking about it, and I know people don't. When I hear about it, I want you to hear about it. Yeah. I hope you're here and I hope it makes you uncomfortable and I hope you go and get a colonoscopy. Yeah. Because I'm telling you now, if you don't, you're, you're playing roulette. Asking for trouble, dude. Because every, almost everybody has some, some form of a polyp. It, it, when you're 50 plus, you have some form of a polyp. The problem is now we eat so much red and charred meat that now they've pushed it from 55 
all the way back to 42 is the earliest that you can get authorized for a colonoscopy. And if you have family history, they're telling you to do it in your 30s. Yeah. So like if you have family members that have had colon cancer or colon issues, I'm telling you, don't wait. Because it's much better to go through this one and a half day process to save the rest of your life. I mean, think about that. Like, I mean, what what is it? Uh, so one and a half days. So what, 33 hours-ish of time? Of uncomfortableness. And for me, because my colonoscopy is at 7 a.m., it's it's literally 24 hours. And the thing about the anesthesia is they say everybody uh, that I watch these videos on YouTube and TikTok were saying it feels like one second. You go to sleep and you wake right back up and they're like, all right, you're done. And it's a 30-minute procedure. That's, cr- that's fascinating to me. Isn't that fascinating? And like most of the time they can catch if there's an issue right there and they can fix it. That I, it just makes all the sense in the world. But I'm serious. The 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 putting you under thing is fascinating to me. How that that works with the mind. I mean, I know it's scary. It's terrifying. To but me. the idea, like your sense of time, mm. the idea that it feels like, hey, I closed my eyes and I woke back up. That's how it feels to the human. But in reality, a half hour's gone by is wild to it's me. Bizarre. Yeah, like it's crazy. It is bizarre, dude. And I I I am. I'm just telling you, it's it, it the that's what scares me. The colonoscopy part, finding what you find, I'm not yeah. worried about that. Yeah. Like I am, you guys we talk, we joke about it on the show all the time. I'm regular like the clock, dude. Like every morning we come in here, I eat I literally eat high fiber cereal every single day. Yeah. Shredded wheat or some form of high fiber cereal every single day. And I I tell you that because I I, I every dude. Like I put out Clock pounds, work. right? And it looks good. It's the right color. It's the right consistency. Good to go. Go do it. Yeah. Go do it. So there you have it. All right. All right. I'm done talking about my butthole. Yeah. Gary says I'm 31. So I got 11 more years. Yes, you do. Oh boy. Eat well, my friend. Eat, and by the way, Gary knows every restaurant in the world. Uh, imagine how being put into stasis and waking up years later, dude. I, that terrifies me. Yeah. Truck stop Gumby says Uncle Monty keeping it real. Well, if I'm to. not going to tell you this, who's going to tell you that? Because so many guys are like, no, nope, I'm not talking about I'm not talking about colonoscopies. Well, you should. Uh, colon op and carpal tunnel are are a must check over. What's carpal tunnel? Like with your like hands. your wrists, yeah, and your, your hands, ri- and your stuff? joints and stuff are a must check over fifty. Yeah, dude, I'm telling you. I take it seriously, man. I want to live. My wife always jokes and says, we got another 50 years to go. Fucking right. Yeah, dude. Exactly right. Exactly right. All right, that's it. Well, wait, 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 wait. One more. One more for you degenerates. Ah. Now, understand. Jake is my child. I love you. No, you don't. Your taste in women is awful. (laughs) A, you're still a virgin, and there's a reason for that. I'm telling you, you're on an island with this one. That you're, you're a virgin? On, no, that, that Taylor Swift is a bad... Mm. Okay. In the comment section, Taylor Swift. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sure. Great. Okay. Yeah, man. She broke up with Joe Alwyn. Alwyn? Long-time boyfriend, six years. Who cares? My man just got set free. Dude. Are you fans of Taylor Swift? I, I, I'm not telling you. She has matured quite nicely. She has. You know, like younger Taylor Swift, dude. 
I swear, you have never seen Taylor How old Swift. Is Taylor Swift. Now? You've never seen Taylor Swift and ET in the same room. Bro, come on. What? Come on. Taylor Swift, yes or no? Yes. She's really? thirty-three. Just no doubt about it. No doubt about it. All day long. Okay. She's not. She's not. You know, the hottest of them all, but she's definitely in the group. But she's been through some dudes, right? Like she's. She's kind of a stop. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I am wrong. Tell me I am wrong. She has dated some dudes. Joe Jonas, Lucas Till. Who the fuck is who? Lucas Till? Taylor Lautner. John Mayer. Jake Lucas G Till. Jake Gyllenhaal. Jarhead. Yeah, John Mayer. John Mayer's pounded every box in Hollywood. Connor Kennedy. Oh, I got one for you. You want you want one? You want some gas? November 2012 to January 2013, Harry Styles. Really? February 2015 to May 2016, Calvin Harris. Zach Efron? Yeah, dog. You son of a biscuit. Yeah, you like yourself some Zach Efron, don't you? I'd hit that. Yeah, buddy's yoked. I'm telling you, she, I, dude, she's been, her and Harry Styles. Yeah. She was a kid. I'm telling you, man, she is, she's been run through, dude. I don't know. She's dated a lot of dudes, man. And she dates older dudes. She doesn't date those young dudes. Like, I don't right. even know who this guy, actor Joe Alwyn. Um, they were first photographed together in 2017. Um, they collaborated on Taylor's Lockdown album. They sparked engagement rumors. Sadly, in April of 2023, <coughs> news emerged a couple had amicably called it quits. Boo! No. Yeah. Okay. Well, now she's on to her next thing. I'm, dude, she's run through some dudes. Like, <laughs> who's Calvin Harris? Calvin Harris? Yeah, who's Calvin Huge Harris? Huge musician. Okay. Huge. Don't know him. Uh, Harry Styles, that's my guy. I know Harry. You're sleeping on Calvin Harris, bro. Okay, Zach Efron. God damn. So they were based. They were way younger when she Who, dated. Who's Zac Efron. Connor Kennedy? No idea. Let's look. Oh, Taylor dated a Robert F. Kennedy. She dated a Kennedy. God damn. She dated a Kennedy. So she's like hooking Marlins here. Yeah, I'm telling you, dude. Because Eddie Redmayne. Who the hell is Eddie? Redmayne? He's an actor. Les Miserables. He oh, is a okay. big that's time why, actor. That's why I don't know Eddie Redmayne. Adam Young. Okay. Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> How, Jake Gyllenhaal. She was like 12 when Jake Gyllenhaal and her dated. Like 2010 to 2011. Yeah. Like, are you serious? Like, she was she was like 19 or something. Hey, man. Right. Corey uh, Monteith, another actor. He starred in Glee, one of the worst shows ever. Tell me that. Please, in the comment section, tell me you didn't watch Glee. And John Mayer has, I'm serious. I am serious. I don't know that U-Haul uh, doesn't have as many boxes as John Mayer. I need like, a dick. My guy has been everywhere. That thing, is, that thing has got to be like a rotted bratwurst that was on the grill too long. Like, are you kidding me with, with, with John Mayer? <sighs> yeah, when dude, you've been, been inside, around. when you, I mean, there's loving in there. I them, need a dick in me. You know, like. John Mayer. She's beautiful, bro. You can't say she's not, bro. Come on. Eh. 
But again, this is this not, and I'm being serious, is this not the Britney Spears conversation? Yeah, it is. It always is. Right? Yeah. You know the customers who have shopped at the store. And she's now turned into like a 7-Eleven away from like a, from like a department store. She's like 7-Eleven. Dude's just coming and going. Right. Right? Like the always yeah, we open. Went, we went from Neiman Marcus to 7-Eleven. Right. Always open. Right? Like, I mean, come on now. Hugh Janus. Right? Like she must. <clears throat> Does that not devalue the... the yeah. Because they knock her down a but few rounds. Do you ever want to know a, a lady's history? I don't. I'm not a huge fan. I mean, yeah, I guess, but you really trying to sit here and go through the entire resume of every girl you're going to date? No. Kurt Peters, give me some Oprah. I'm ready to retire. Damn, Kurt. Damn. Because it's all part of the plan. What are deal breakers? Because I haven't found a deal breaker yet. You'll, you'll, like, I mean, she's not even with a baseball team. She's with, like, a fucking football oh, stop, team and the dude. JV team. Stop. Like, what are your deal breakers? She's with only chicks? been on one side of the ball. She's only at 12. <laughs> Come on, bro. She's past the starting 11. She's not at the all 22 yet. <laughs> bro. Come on, man. Come on. Come on, man. Like, and listen, I and truck stop, I agree. Britney, at least Taylor can play an instrument. Listen, Britney Spears oh, is all kinds of flipping crazy. I mean? But Britney Spears is hot. Oh, don't sit here and say she's not hot, dude. Dude, you're, I'm not. You're listen, Taylor's, Taylor Swift has, has improved over the years. But Britney Spears is like absolutely. Britney was hot when she was like 20. Yeah, and, and then, then fell and then, off the face of the earth. Right, but then Kevin Federline and mental disease happened <laughs> and she shaved her head and all of a sudden she's not as hot as Taylor she used to be. Taylor is aged like fine wine, bro. Oh, stop Come on. it. She's aged like blue cheese and it's no, got more blue. No, no. Guy, do you know how many dude? Like, I'm serious. Yes, I do. I get it. Hot knife through butter. Understand. Hello? Yeah. She's got plenty of butter to, you know, <laughs> handle the toast. We get it. MJ says this is not a, an ideal conference size discussion. Only 12. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That was well Dude. done. Well Dude. done. Gary says Jake's trying to catch HIV. Uh, you know. No. Well, you know. I'm not talking about me sleeping with her. Kurt Peters says I question Jake's taste in women. Here we go. Thank you. Yeah, I know. Giggity I says face. Taylor I Swift is pretty not hot. Thank you. Thank you. Notice Jesus. all the 50 year olds in the room are saying she's Jesus. not hot. Giggity is not 50. He's like 24. Yeah, whatever. He's 50 for this conversation. Taylor Swift is not. Mrs. Monty says, don't be jealous of Tay Tay. I'm That's not. What I'm saying, dude. I'm not jealous of Tay Tay. Now, John Mayer, God damn. I'm jealous of John what Mayer. A douche. Dude, do you know You're the a douche. Guy, stop it. Do you know? So wait, let me let me let me play the classic double standard. Even though, hold on, go ahead. No, it's fine. It's cool. No, please do. Well, I was just gonna say, like, why do you like John Mayer so much? What I'm is... not. I don't like John Mayer. But goddamn, if I could just get his extras, if I could just get the drips off of his cup, Where are is you he are you serious? So wait, let me get this right. Let me get this right. So you want sloppy seconds after John Mayer? But, yes, I but do. You, yes. But you're not yes. cool. Yes, now you're picking you're it up. You're not cool with Taylor Swift because there's been like 12 John Mayers. Yes. Dude, Jennifer Love Hewitt, thank you. 
Absolutely. Jessica Simpson, when she was still Jessica Simpson, thank you. Absolutely. Are you are you kidding me? Minka Kelly? Absolutely. Are are you serious? Jennifer Aniston before she turned wrinkly Jen? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Oh, by the way, Taylor Swift. Oh, Taylor Swift. If I if if I trip and fall into Taylor Swift, which apparently being with all them dudes, it's pretty easy to fall into Taylor Swift. So yes, said, please. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Katy Perry? Katy. Yeah, but I okay, said Katy Perry's been around the block. I said Katy Perry. God Perry. damn. Katy Perry has been around the block. Yeah, right? that's a street I want to live on. Okay. Katy Perry, yes. <laughs> are, are you, dude, Kiernan Shipka. I don't care who you are. Yeah, she's fine. My God. Yeah, she's fine. Are you? That's a hot-ass name, John, too. John Mayer. Dude, John Mayer is the guy who won't eat at anything but like a Michelin star restaurant. He he don't ask you about the price of the wine. Just bring the best shit over, right? Like that's John Mayer. When it comes to Katy Perry. If you're going to sit here and say that Taylor Swift got run through, you better have the same logic for Katy Perry. I don't know. What Like, let's figure it out. Bro, what I are don't you know. About, is man? she somebody that? Yes. Yes. So she's had a lot of boyfriends. Yeah. Orlando Bloom is her like significant other, and you're telling me she's had a Dude. lot of boyfriends. Is that true? <clears throat> if I remember correctly, yes. Okay. Well, let's see. Uh, Orlando Bloom is her longtime engaged actor. Orlando Bloom, John Mayer, Tra- uh, Travy McCoy. Who the fuck? What is Diplo? <laughs> she's had five known boyfriends she's had five dude yes every day yes yeah five okay i'm sorry i know she's no yeah, maybe, i know I she's no taylor stupid, swift I'm, with I'm just 12 an idiot. i get it yeah i get it that's cool she's like she's had five yeah. taylor swift just had 12 you're like oh dude all day long <laughs> i'm a motorboat and son of a bitch <laughs> <laughs> And just like that, he's gone. <laughs> what am I even supposed to do with this? Cry. Cry. By the way, Giggity says Katy Perry's hot enough to overlook the body count. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh. All right, one more show tomorrow before the butthole corn happens. Um, Jet Wayman says 12 ain't a lot Depends on what part of Draper you live in Tom says goodbye Jake Until tomorrow Say goodbye Jake Goodbye Jake